I want to remind everyone to go to HankStrange.com. Okay, sign up for the email list. We've got all kinds of other things you can find there on HankStrange.com, including ways to support us. You can also you can also go to Ballistic Inc. and find the Hank Strange store. Look at that. There you go, the gun nerd shirt. Hold on, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, I'm gonna go my full screen. There you go. There goes. This is the classic gun nerd shirt. Of course. Uh, <laughs> today you better go to Ballistic Inc. because we're being joined by Matt of Ballistic Inc. as well as American Gun Chick and Babyface P. That's who's joining us. Um, I want to thank Franklin Armory for sponsoring the podcast. You guys out there, guys and girls out there, smash the thumbs ups. Um, if you guys haven't shared it, so Matt, American Gun Chick, Babyface P, if you haven't shared this already, please share it. And smash the thumbs ups also. You can go in there and smash your own thumbs ups on your own thing. You do it at home. You could do it here too. So <laughs> that's pretty much it. Let's see. Is every? I think everyone's ready out there. Okay, Matt of Ballistic Inc., you're new, but we do this thing here called Jazz Hands. Let's get the jazz hands going. Come on, jazz hands. All right, I hope you got your big girl panties on. Because <laughs> this is episode 564 of the Who Move My Freedom podcast. That's right. Um, today's guest is Matt Robertson of Ballistic Inc. We also have Babyface P. And last but definitely not least, we have American Gun Chick joining us. That's right. And she's the reason why we're on here a couple minutes late. Because I hate oh, to really? be stere oh. stereotypical, but we're waiting for the hot chick to get here. You know what I'm saying? Well, thanks for calling me hot, but we're only three minutes late, so that's, <laughs> that's all right. <laughs> I got to tease you a little bit, okay? I got to tease you a little bit. I so how's everyone doing today? Pretty good. Good, good, good. Okay, Matt, I think if we can get your audio up a little bit, that would be good. I don't know. seems like your audio is a little lo low. I don't know if that's just me. Um. Obviously, we're here. We're going to talk about Ballistic Inc., amongst other things, but, you know, we'll, we'll talk to everyone here. But, Matt, you're new, so do you want to explain to the folks who you are, how you got to Ballistic Inc., what was that journey? Let's start there. Let's let's get that going, because this is mostly about Ballistic Inc. We'll hit other things as we get into it. So, tell us, Matt. Awesome. How's my audio? Is it better? Um. I feel like it's a little bit le better. It's still low. Uh, still low. Yeah, yeah. I think you have a very soft, you like, very soft. <laughs> it was very loud voice. before. Yeah, you were loud. Yeah. Mm. Let's see if we can get it up. But did you switch your microphones? That uh, sounds like a personal no. problem. Nope, I did not. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah, let's see if we can get that. Uh, we can get that pumped up here. While Matt, you know what? While Matt's working on that. Let's check in with uh, let's check in with AGC anyway. You know what's up with you? What's going on with you, American Gun Chick? What's up? Just living the dream, the American dream, being American Gun Chick, and um, that's my dream. I dream of being. Friends. I dream of being you. Go ahead. Let's see it. Let's see the CD. You dream of being me. That's yes. weird. <laughs> but sending all my friends this awesome CD. Right. I know. I got awesome one of those. Person. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. I got one of those. And Babyface, you don't have one, huh? I do not. I yeah. guess I'm not a friend. All right. Yeah, We're see that? What are you trying to say? What are you trying <laughs> I know. to say there? I, know. I, I wasn't going to – listen, I wasn't going to say anything. <laughs> I was just going to let it ride, but – You know, and you've even well, met him before. You know, that's so cruel. That's so cruel, Brickell. seriously. Well, we're going to send you one. So okay. send me your address and we'll send you one. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. But yeah, I just made an album 
it's my very first album, so I'm like Britney Spears kind of now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> what right. it feels like, you know. Yeah. I can't wait to go on tour. So. But you're not. <laughs> you're so far as I know, you're not 40 years old yet, right? Isn't Britney like 40? No. Or something like that? Yeah. In there. Gotta be. Yeah, in there. Yeah. Um, so Britney they. Spears, 40. Yeah. So there you go. There's the album, Matt. Do you have one of these? Uh, I do not, not yet, but I will be picking one up. Yeah. So what's oh. up with that, Raquel? I guess yeah, Matt's not your too. friend either. Yeah. <laughs> Even though he sells your T-shirts. Yeah. Right now, Matt no. is like, and no more American Gun Chick shirts. I'm posting. <laughs> no. Man, I just I'm making myself look bad here. No, we'll send you one too, Matt. Oh, thank you. We'll, yeah. one. we'll listen to it at the shop. We'll give the guys that are working with on the presses. They'll give them something to this listen to. Yes. And yeah. yes, we'll be cranking out the shirts. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We'll send it. That'll be awesome. Yeah. Nice. You can, yeah. When you go on road trips, you can listen to it, too. And, you know, pass yeah. the time. <laughs> yeah, that way. Also, you, you know, maybe you can uh, get the guys in the shop to do a music video. Yeah. Maybe, perhaps. Oh, no. Yeah, we'll, we'll, it'll, it'll be like one of those challenge videos where everybody's just uh, dancing around. Yeah. yeah, trust me, my songs were challenge videos too. <laughs> Especially for Joe. Yeah. Thanks for sending this, by the way. I was showing everyone this yesterday. You probably missed it. I was showing how it came and they blocked over, like, the. <laughs> they only left the American part and they put these stickers over Gun Chick, the Gun Chick part. On my mailer, but then everyone everyone says that I'm doxing you because I was sh I guess I was showing your mailing address or something. Oh, so, don't do that. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, no, so, don't do that. Don't yeah. So then yeah. I wasn't showing it any. So then I stopped showing it. So, um, but anyway, now I'm ratting myself out. See, this is why <laughs> this is why I was giving you such a hard time so I could give you some bad news and then it makes it seem better. So now when you start getting all those people showing up there, it's my fault. You know? Yeah, well, they might send some good stuff, you know, but there might be weirdos that send some weird stuff. Yeah. You know? Send money. Send money. <laughs> yeah, send lots of money. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so we got Matt. It looks like we, Matt's audio is coming in a lot better now, right? You tell me. Yeah. A little bit, yeah. 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 Sounds yeah. good. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So explain to us who you are and how you came to be the head of the Ballistic Inc. Empire. This is what the people want. Well, uh, I wouldn't say I'm the head of the empire. I work very closely uh, with, uh, you know, Eric and Brandy over at Iraq Veteran. And we really got started by uh, means of my family being in the industry, uh, screen printing, embroidery. Um, they've been doing it for close to 30 years now. So they were doing it long before I joined the military. And then I joined the military um, and I actually served with Eric. We were in the same infantry platoon. Oh, nice. uh, di yeah, different squads. So uh, he was second squad. I was fourth squad. But we did a tour in Iraq together. We came back. Uh, we all went our, our separate ways. Um, and then I reached out to him um, after a while. And I, and I said, hey, do you, are you looking for someone to do any merch? And it just so happens that um, he needed someone to do his merch and they started just doing his merch for his website and it started doing really well. Uh, and then we kind of, you know, spitballed this idea of creating uh, a website for other content creators and advocates to work with, to, to do their merch as well. I mean, you guys are no strangers uh, to the fact that there's a lot of businesses that don't want to work with anybody in the firearms industry or, uh, you know, the content creator community that deals with firearms and, 
the ones that do don't really care about the cause. They're, it's just a money grab for them. So this was really just a way that we could give back uh, to the to the community. So what you won't see on Ballistic Inc. are just pure content creators. I don't think we have any partners on there that just do this uh, for fun. Every single one of them is more or less an advocate or a two-way ambassador. So if you want to get just, you know, someone that has entertainment, you know, there's tons of people out there that are just doing things for entertainment. But mm -hmm. this was really a way for us to help those that got demonetized because everybody lost a ton of income uh, mm -hmm. as soon as YouTube demonetized uh, all the content creators. So mm -hmm. um, you guys know that we give the lion's share back to the content creators. I mean, if you look at the industry average and when you start comparing, you know, payouts from like Spreadshirt and, you know, Printful and Printify, mm -hmm. we're paying out uh, probably a little bit over three times what uh, those guys are paying out. Wow. Um, so our goal isn't to get rich. We still have to make a profit because we're a business and we still have to keep the lights on and keep our guys fed. Um, but at the same time, we try to give as much back to those content creators as possible. Um, and that's really the goal. So as we bring on more partners, um, we, again, we, we pick and choose who we want to work with because we have to be very careful about, you know, working with just those type uh, like ambassadors or content creators that really care about the two way, like the Second Amendment um, and the fire, firearms industry in general. Mm -hmm. So that that in a nutshell, that's what we do. We work exclusively with you know firearms manufacturers. Uh, we've done a lot of work with other companies, some of which uh, sponsor your show, uh, and also um, with the content creators. Okay, very cool. If you guys have any questions for Matt, you guys can feel free to jump in anytime. First question that pops to my mind: Who had the highest rank, you or Eric? Uh, we actually were the same rank. Uh, okay. I got there first just because I believe I had more time in grade. Uh, however, uh, we ended, uh, as far as I know, when we both got out, we both ended at the same rank. Oh, okay. All right. So yeah, he, doesn't have to, like, a, he doesn't have to salute to you or anything like that. <laughs> no, we were, we were enlisted. Uh, we, we worked for a living. So we, we definitely weren't officers. All right. Very cool. Um, if, if, like I said, if there's anything else, feel free to jump in there, Brickell, Babyface. Um, I like the fact that, so I think it would have been easy because basically to me, um, Iraq veteran, they're like a mega powerhouse on their own. You know they, what I mean? They do well. They yeah, do well. They do pretty well. Um, and they deserve that. They work really hard. Eric and Chad, everyone else. Those aren't the only people over there that have to do with it. You know, we're talking about Brandy, a whole bunch of other people, right? Yep. But Brandy, they, John, those guys, they all put in, you know. 25 hours a day uh, mm -hmm. they work in they really really work it impressed me a lot um, you know i go down there quite often we hang out and i'm you know you know bringing stuff down and we're shooting you know we do a podcast now mm -hmm. so we're doing the podcast we shoot videos i'll step in and do videos with them and it always it always amazes me how much work um, goes into being a full-time content creator so yeah. these guys are filming <laughs> You know, four or five. I mean, it's ridiculous. But I mean, everyone thinks it's it's like it's it's not a joke to us. I know that, right? right? It's not a joke to us because we do it. But everyone thinks this is easy, which is always funny to me. Babyface right. thought that too until he started doing it. <laughs> it's it's, it's far lie. from easy. <laughs> yeah, the the easy part. I mean, I I don't know. For me, it's like being at the range and everything. And then mm -hmm. the hard part is like spending all that time editing and mm -hmm. you know that's the really annoying part yeah well what, what surprised me was the costs um you would assume that 
you know, not just him, but there's a lot of other channels that have, you know, a huge subscriber base. And you would think that these companies open up and they just start dropping ammunition on them so they can oh. start using it for videos yeah. and all the stuff. And give you everything you want. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's to, to a certain extent, like you still have to go out and there's still an incurred cost for that. So they yeah. still have to go out buy ammo if it's like a really wonky round um you know eric works a lot with mil serps so he has to actually either reload his own ammo mm -hmm. or he has to like find someone that creates this weird like eight label round like things that just mm -hmm. aren't around anymore mm -hmm. yep. um, and it takes a lot of work to either track that kind of stuff down or either reload it or find experts to help you recast stuff yeah um and yeah. all that stuff takes time and energy and money yeah, people think that, like, maybe I think there's other guys, other content creators on YouTube or who do things who do have really big brand deals and all kinds of stuff, and there's just tons of money pouring in. Um, Good for them. Yeah. They're lucky. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's awesome. I'm not, I'm, I hope that we can one day get there. I think it's really difficult, like you said, because we're in the firearms industry and we're kind of taboo. And then even within the industry, there's not as much money, I think for advertising and stuff like that as people believe out there. So there is there is some money I think that goes into advertising and thankfully some people in the industry do support folks like ourselves and all that, but it's not as much as people think. There's not like million dollar stuff, you know, not million dollar contracts and things like that getting thrown at people. So. Right. Yeah. It's not like Logan Paul where you get paid yeah. $100,000 to promote yeah. Dunkin' Donuts, you know? Yeah. And those guys are really big. I mean, let's be honest, like PewDiePie is so big. I don't know if you guys saw this, but, you know, he left YouTube doing live and then he went off to, what was it, uh, DLive or something? Was he doing? I'm not sure. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm not familiar it? with that situation. Yeah, it was one of those things he went off to, but YouTube just made an exclusive deal with him to come back to YouTube. And it's such a big deal, like no one's disclosing how much money. Yeah. So, which is awesome. Disgusting. Yeah, Oof. PewDiePie. I mean, hey, he deserves it, man. He put the work in. He put the work in. Yeah. 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 But it's not as easy as people think. It's not even easy for us to um, grow our channels and grow our reach and everything. And that's one of the things. Like, I know Eric's been doing this for a long time. They have a bigger channel. They work really hard on it. I thought it would have been really easy for them to go, yeah, I'm just going to set up something so I can sell my merchandise and everything. And even if he, even if people came along, it would have been easy to say, "I'm only going to bring on board people who have a million subscribers." But right. he did, but but you guys didn't do that, right? No, he actually um, advocated to me because you know, let's face it, the shop is really where you know most of the labor takes place. So all of the shirts that come through uh, essentially get printed by us. So he always, whenever he has an idea, he always says, "Hey, Matt." This is what we're looking at. Is that something that you guys have the bandwidth to do? And I'm like, yeah, this is something that makes sense. And at the very beginning, he always advocated for helping out the smaller channels. He really wanted to get you know, the smaller channels on board to help them uh, because they need to get they need to make money just like everybody else. And you could even make the argument to that the larger channels don't really need to make the, the sales off the merch. Sure, it's great, but they have a lot of other deals going on. Um, with the bigger companies, uh, it just worked out that you know everybody everybody works well together. We have, I mean, if you go through our partner list, I think we have like thirty five or thirty six. Mm -hmm. Actually, the majority of them are smaller channels. I mean, we're talking like less than fifty thousand, twenty thousand. Our, you know, we just signed a couple. They're only like a thousand uh, subscribers. So mm -hmm. we we don't discriminate based on channel uh, subscribers. However, with that said, we do 
you know, when we have that conversation, all, everything that we do, uh, there's no charge for. So, uh, you know, when you say, hey, Matt, I want to make the gun nerds design. Mm-hmm. Well, there's an inherent cost with yeah. our design team that does that. Mm-hmm. So we have to, you know, let those guys know, well, there's certain things that we have to do to make this design uh, that we might have to share it with other, you know, mm-hmm. uh, other content creators and try to recoup some of that money. Yeah. We never say no. We just have to think very creatively how we can best use that time uh, and energy with that design. Yeah. And and personally, like, I'm happy to see that. I'm happy to see. I know Eric uh, shared the gun nerd thing. And so. I, yeah. What, what so Matt, did Tim. I think Tim did as well. Yep. So did Mac. Um, and so to me, I, I think that's cool, you know. And plus, yeah, I, I mean, probably I make a couple of shekels. Yeah, I probably make a couple of shekels off of that. So yeah. I could either sell these shirts on my own and sell like one a week. <laughs> right. Or maybe, I don't know, some other big guys jump in there and go, oh, that's cool. And they, and, and they get on that design. And that might be an interesting way for, for content creators that are on your platform to um, also, you know, so they might not be that big, like you were just saying, numbers wise, right? Mm-hmm. But they may be great at designing things like this, and they can design things that not only they use, but other people have access to, and that might increase their revenue, even if they don't have a broader, like, reach to a bigger audience out there. Right. Well, that's exactly that's exactly what happens. I think we have two or three that are just killer designers. I mean, they're really, really dialed into yeah. the subscriber base and the the entire community in general. Yeah. Like fifty fifty percent tactical is someone that jumps to mind, right? Yep. Uh, yeah. Men of Arms does a really great job. I mean, mm-hmm. he's got some sick designs that he always lets us use with other content creators because he's mm-hmm. just, you know, he's dialed in. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it works out great because they might not make that money up front with actual sales, but they're making it on the back end, you know, yeah. without disclosing actual yeah. payouts. And they do let's well. Not forget, <laughs> let's not forget my T-shirt. Say Red Absolutely. Flag Law one more Say time. Red flag. <laughs> that one was awesome. Let's not forget that one. Absolutely. Wait, hold on. Can I go pull that up on the site? Hold on one second. <laughs> yeah. Let me see if I could. Let me see if I could find that and pull that up while we're here talking about there it. There we go. Oh, look at that. Can you see it? Yeah. It says. So you've seen Pulp Fiction, right? Um. Yes, of course I have. Many times. Many times. And he goes, "Say what again?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was flag law again. Yeah, yeah, that was um, oh man, what was the name of Samuel Jackson's character? Oh, um, I remember the name. I've seen that movie a bunch of times. Yeah, someone tell uh, me. Someone out there knows what uh, Samuel? What was the what was the name of Samuel Samuel Jackson's partner on that thing? Someone knows. I don't know. I just know. I just know that line is like chicken royale with cheese. (laughs) That was the first time I ever. I I never knew the the actual name, but (laughs) it's true because when you, when you're in another country, that's what it's called. It's called a. It's called a a royale, not not a whopper. (laughs) Yeah. Let me see. I'm gonna. uh, I'm gonna share the screen here and uh, pull up American Gun Chicks. I'm going to pull up her, her thing right here. So if you're looking for American Gun Chick, you can go to Partners. That's the easiest way. And uh, for some strange reason, there's a lot of pink involved. <laughs> a lot of pink. <laughs> a lot of pink involved in American Gun Chicks. Um, Ballistic Inc. has stickers now, everyone. Oh, look, let me just Ew. stop here and Ew. look at this uh, gun nerd sticker for a while before I go and look at American Gun Chick. No, okay, I'm going to move on. Uh <laughs> So where is it? Let me see. I probably have to go. The say what again was was probably in the beginning, right? Raquel. I think it's 
I think it's towards down. the end. Yeah, I think yeah. it's one of her earlier designs. You can get watches on there. You can get Boogaloo shirts. Yeah. Oh, here it goes. Yeah, say red flag. Like- we're yeah. we're working on getting those back in stock. I cannot believe how many of those things sold. Oh my goodness, those the things! Shirts. They yeah. absolutely killed it. Those um, are cool. You yeah. Should, do that. You should make like a bikini like that. That'd be cool. It's possible. Yeah. I, we would have to find a manufacturer that has a, a pattern for it. The actual like the cut and sew pattern. We can probably find one. We know we know some people. Yeah. The issue that we're running into is that everybody is converted into making face masks. So. Mm. All the manufacturers mm-hmm. right now, because we we're, we're using USA manufacturers, mm-hmm. so they're all making, yeah, they're all making face masks right now. There's, uh, I, you know, our key manufacturer just started producing regular clothing, um, so we should have a couple of pieces in hand here in the next mm-hmm. week or so, mm-hmm. and then hopefully uh, within two weeks we'll be able to have them back on the website, mm-hmm. um, with, along with some some other cool patterns. We have the original four which was uh, the pineapple grenade, the AR-15 poppy seed, or the poppy flower, uh, the Carl Gustav, and um, the Uzi, the, the Uzi. Girl Uzi. Yeah. And then we're going to bring in, I think, three or four new uh, designs as well that's gonna, that I think is going to do really well. Yeah. So let me just bring this up, uh, and I'm not trying to cause trouble, but I am a little bit. <laughs> but I'm not, really. <laughs> but let me just start. Let me just say this. I had Rob Pincus. I don't know. Do you know Rob Pincus? Uh, I, I've, I've met Rob a couple of times. Great guy. I love Rob Pincus. One of, the, one of the coolest dudes in the gun community. He was on the show here and he says he doesn't like those guys who wear those uh, Boogaloo shirts. <laughs> and we had that conversation and I took out that snippet so every time Rob comes on I always take out the snippets that are going to get the people the most mad at him and I'm sure he's like yeah you, I know you're doing this to me deliberately and people just went ballistic right uh, no pun intended or <laughs> I, know, I was waiting for that <laughs> um, so well, what do you think about that what's your response to uh, the guys out there that don't that think the Boogaloo shirts are a bad idea and then and, and after you Answer that, Matt. I'd like to hear from from Brickell and Babyface on this. Um, you know, I, I think that's their opinion, and they're they're allowed to have that opinion. I think that you know you can hate anybody you want based off what you want. That's that's your freedom. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as you know, you shouldn't hate people and all that good stuff. You're allowed to. Um, so I think that if that's his opinion, then that's his opinion. Yeah, I mean, you're, we're not doing – I don't know. There, may, there might be some people who are doing the Boogaloo shirts actually trying to create a Boogaloo. But my mm-hmm. idea behind it is that it's more of a fun kind of meme thing. How do you guys see it? I see that. I see that. Yeah. I totally see that. Yeah, I don't so think did, people are actually looking at Boog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, did he say what specifically he doesn't like about it? Um, I think he was just trying to say that, that – um, that there's guys out there pushing the boogaloo and it's not a joke, which I think we all realize that, right? Like if the real, the real, the real apocalypse we can have in America, I don't compare to the boogaloo. I see the boogaloo thing as a meme. The real yeah. thing that can happen in America where we all start fighting, that's a completely separate, horrible thing that I don't think any of us here right now really, really want that. But he kind of sees it as the same thing or, you know, we're promoting that if we wear those shirts. Well, there's nothing wrong with promoting that. I think that it's a good reminder of what can happen. I, I think that it's a by people seeing that and associating that with the ability to rise up against a tyrannical government, and that's perfectly fine. 
if mm-hmm. that if that's if that's what it takes them say hey that's that's a symbol of rising up against a tyrannical government mm-hmm. yes yes it is and i'm gonna wear the shirt just to show you that it can happen yeah yeah like like i i own a mullen lobby shirt or you can wear like a come and take it shirt and people can interpret things different ways so someone can see it as pretty much saying hey come and take it like i'm not gonna back down you're not gonna take my guns you're not gonna take my rights or someone else can see it as saying like oh come and take it let's you know let's fight let's start a war or something mm-hmm. i mean you can look at it different ways but even if someone meant it that way like oh let's start a boogaloo i mean <laughs> there are there are there are infringements happening on our gun rights today so i mean what's the problem yeah so like yeah. you're you're saying friendly it's kind of what matt's saying friendly reminders right yeah yeah, friendly-ish reminders. <laughs> there's, always, there's always a baby face. What, I mean, I think that, yeah, there's always like a double-edged sword to uh, memes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> you know, memes aren't, memes aren't a one-way thing, right? But I don't, I, I don't see wearing the shirt. And like, by the way, um, I've got one of those shirts and I wear it all over the place. It's weird because most people don't even realize that there's Uzis on there. Right, because really no, because they see the pineapples, and then some people do, but it doesn't make anyone uh, mad. And I don't think like I'm praying for it, but you know, I think it's just a shirt, and it's a form of expression, kind That's of a thing. What it is. It's yeah, a form of expression that you're, you're free to do. Yeah, I think your your audio went quiet again. Oh. Yeah, yeah, you're you're being just as bad as Babyface. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Usually it's Patrick that his audio. What do you think about this, Patrick? Jump in here. What do you think about the Boogaloo shirt? I love memes. Everybody knows that. <laughs> I love being a shit lord on the internet. Okay. Everybody else knows You that. are a troll. <laughs> Absolutely. I love okay. it. <laughs> you should make a... Do, have you guys... Oh, uh, uh, maybe I shouldn't say this. Troll shirt. Get on it. <laughs> gun troll shirt. That's We need to make the gun troll shirt. Yes. Troll shirts. And I would rock my own troll shirts. Like if they were really? trolling me, I would rock my own. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, wait, I didn't even think about that, Brickell. Shirts trolling yeah. people. Yeah. yeah. That would be interesting. That would be cool. I think Ballistic Inc., you guys have done some stuff like that, right? Um, I think you have, maybe, done some kind of trollish shirts of people. I know there was, um, I remember, um, was it Brownells was doing some meme stuff? with different guys and they did one of Mac, yeah. didn't they? And then he made his into a shirt, right? Yeah, yeah, he did. Um, he actually reached out to, to he reached out to him and asked for asked for yeah. it to make a shirt and then he got with me and and said, Hey, here it is and you know, and they did the one with Eric with the nine oh two one oh. I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah. those guys are on point, man. Brownells they're they're good people. Um, yeah. and they're probably some of the few that can get away with doing that kind of yeah. stuff. They they're not mean in their memes. Right. Right. Yeah. So there are some memes that are going to the super mean line. So I don't think like Raquel, you're not going to wear every meme shirt that someone makes of you because, you know, some people. Uh, depends how good it is, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As long as it's not, you know, way, way across the line. Yeah. So I, anyway, <laughs> I, I think that um, I don't think there's any problem with wearing it. I just wanted to start trouble again. See if we can, well, you pick yeah. the you pick the right guy. I mean, there's they're kind of split on uh, on Mr. Pincus there on yeah. Uh, yeah. whether they like him or not. Pincus, I think, is a good guy. I know exactly where he's coming from. 
Um, I think he's I think he's a good guy. Sometimes he makes people mad, but I think he's very genuine, and he spends a lot of time trying to help people in the community. And I think that's what people need to focus more on. Like we don't all do stuff in the same way, but we're all doing things in our own way, and that's ultimately right. uh, what folks need to focus on. And we and we're not supposed to be all the same and have all the same beliefs either. Yeah, we're we're not an echo chamber, so I mean it's good to have we outside be. views. Yeah. yeah, we should. Well, I would say that you know with the podcast that we run, we are definitely not. We def mm. we go against the grain. We talk about a lot of different subjects. So. Um, I agree with you 100%. I think that we do all need to have different points of view, but the, mm -hmm. the goal and the mission should be the same. Yeah, yeah. So, like, one of the things, uh, speaking of this, I know that, I know Brickell's posted on this, Babyface and I actually got into this before the show. Um, there, there was, have you guys, there's a couple things going on in the news that everyone's talking about, right? So everyone's talking about the case of this young man that got, that uh, got shot, you know, debating whether or not he was breaking into the house, whether these guys are trying to put him on their citizens arrest and all that kind of stuff. And then at the same time, we have what's going on with that police officer that um, that made the the video where he was talking about uh, there's municipalities, cities, states that are crossing the line and the police officers need to consider the Constitution before they do these things. Um, we were talking about it yesterday, actually, on the podcast, and then that guy got fired. I think last night, right? When did he get fired? Um, That's what well, you're telling me. I don't know. I, I think they, I think they put him on leave, uh, administrative leave, awaiting um, further action on whether he was going to be uh, released or not. Hmm. Yeah. So, so, uh, yeah. Where are we all on this? This is one of. The, I think this is one of the things sometimes that divides people. I don't know if guys in the gun community are really divided with the, with the police officer, with this particular police officer, based on where he's coming from. I know we fight about police officers in the gun community, though. Yeah, the whole, I mean, there's there's a huge divide on, you know, whether, you know, bootlickers and, you know, thin blue line and, you know, all that kind of stuff. And, you know, it's not without merit. There's there's a lot of good police officers and sheriff's deputies out there that truly believe in upholding the Constitution. And then there's, you know, quite honestly, uh, both that should not have a badge. Um, so it, it, it's a very, very, you know, tough road to hoe when you start looking at, you know, the different the two different types of people that are that are in that position. Yeah. Yeah. Brickell, what are you so, going to say on this? I was going to say, um, just so I, you know, have it. 100% correct. They pretty much fired that cop because he like dismissed it and he didn't arrest those two guys that shot that guy, right? Basically. Uh, no, no, no. Um, no, I think we're I'm mixing I was mixing up two different things. So there's the guys that um, there's those two the the father and son that went after th this guy um, what is his name? Amadou? Um, I don't Amadou Aubrey. Yeah. Uh, Aubrey, yeah. So um, there's those guys who did that. And that happened in Georgia. Yeah, that happened in Georgia, and the and the I guess the district attorney, the whole that whole crew over there, didn't pursue this properly. And then there's the separate issue of the police officer who made a video. Uh, I guess he was in his patrol unit, so that's probably what they're using uh, to put him on. Yeah, because he was in uniform, <laughs> mm. and he was in his patrol unit, and but he was talking about everything that's happening because of COVID nineteen. You know, and he's saying that. So one of the things I remember him saying in there is that some places have put 
an undercover detective to go into, you know, like let's say someone was working for a nail salon, but then they couldn't. So they did someone's nails at home. And then a detective went undercover there to, to bust them, you know, and lock them up. Like at this time when you're releasing criminals and all that, he was talking about that kind of stuff that we're crossing the line. And these aren't really laws. These are just edicts that, that these municipalities are putting out there. And then they're going and making people into criminals. And, and he was saying that his fellow police officers, that's who he was talking to, they should think about this. Because they might push uh, the people of America into that boogaloo that we're all discussing. You know, <laughs> I, think he was, I, think it was, I think he made a, an excellent point. And I think pretty much all of us in the community, even though we're often divided when it comes to cops agreed with him and then they either like you said either they put him on administrative leave or fired him or you know i I, it would be too bad if he if his career gets ruined over that there's Um, plenty of other uh, departments that would be more than happy to take him on um you know there's going to be police departments that you know he can come to atlanta you know there's a there's a huge shortage of police officers here in atlanta they'd love to have them yeah if you could only move like we don't know the the circumstance of people and it's not always necessarily that easy to move. So, but yeah, there's that yeah, thing. True. There's that thing. Um, and then there's this whole situation that happened with this kid that there's still video coming out. Like there's video of him walking around in a house that's under construction. And then he, you know, he was running away from that situation. Everyone's arguing about it. I think the thing I was telling I was telling Patrick on that is that's one thing I know that folks in the gun in the gun community are kind of divided on. Mm-hmm. So when you say divided, like some people think he was in the wrong and some people think he was in the right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, what do you think? What do you think about that, Brickell? Um, Honestly, I watched the video first, like where, you know, it looks like they're fighting over a shotgun and then he gets shot with that video. It's so hard to even say what happened because you don't see the start of it. You don't see the end of it. You just see the middle of it. And what I saw was I saw a guy running like he was running around a truck and then he went like it looked like he was going this way and then he like grabbed the shotgun and they were fighting over the shotgun back and forth and then i heard shots so i think like the dad or whoever was up on the truck shot him and then he went to like run off and then fell and hit the ground so Mm -hmm. based off just that it's hard to say what was really happening or what was going on even if he was breaking into a house or whatever he was doing I mean, I, I feel like that's kind of irrelevant. What's relevant is what happened right then and there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, but what they're saying is that they were they were doing like a citizen's arrest. But it's also weird because they're just in the middle of the road, outside of their trucks, with like with like their shotguns there. Just like, what are they up to? You know, there's so many questions that go through yeah. my head. I wish there was more stuff that would come out about it because I feel like we're not getting the whole picture. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. yeah, that situation. We don't know what happened there really three dimensionally, do we? You know, and everyone's taking everyone's taking sides. Um, I think a lot of us can agree that this kid or, or this young man did not need to die. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of Agreed. us. Can, yeah, yeah, we can agree on that. Um, I think there's a lot of fighting over you know whether it's justified this thing or that thing. I think one of the things is there's probably you know uh, I think we all know this. There's some people in the community that's just like you know shoot them first and let someone sort them out. Kind of a uh, mentality that maybe that goes into the realm of a meme that gets into people's mind. Like I have this gun, I'm going to shoot everyone. 
<laughs> and yeah. think and think about things later. But that's not the reality of of uh, of having guns, to, in my opinion. I, I think yeah, a no, lot guns, of them. Go ahead. Go oh, ahead. Sorry, I was just going to say, yeah, we don't own guns because we can use them, you know, to intimidate people or. We want, we're mad at somebody, somebody stole something from us, they broke into our house, and we're going to go seek revenge. Like, you know, owning a gun is, you know, that's something that you want to, that, that's supposed to be your last resort, not your mm-hmm. first resort, basically, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, mean, I think it's tragic, and I, I the, the ones that you see out crying right now, the two sides, they're divided because they're, they're, they're using their emotion to base their their anger or their outrage, and mm-hmm. I think that's the wrong idea. You have to wait for the evidence, and there's evidence. Uh, they just, you know, as it's coming out, and we have to look at the whole picture because there's always three sides. There's, yeah. you know, his side, his side, and, the, and what actually happened. Unfortunately, you know, this is going to be a very, very hard uh, scenario to see the entire because you don't know what happened before, you don't know what mm-hmm. happened after. It's just it's very, very unfortunate. And I, I feel terrible for his family. And you're right. He didn't have to die. There was no reason that that even should have taken place, mm-hmm. regardless of the situation. You know, it doesn't matter what he was doing. Uh, from what I saw, there was no uh, immediate threat. There was no, you know, weapon. Um, there was nothing. It was just a kid and a, a yeah. poor kid that, you know, there's a lot of there's a thousand different ways I could have. Whoa. Is that a, that, don't worry about it. Yeah. Okay. That's a staple word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no. My stapler was locked very, up when I had to very, let the slide down on it. Very distinctive sound. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, but no, I agree. It's, it's yeah. very, very unfortunate. So I wanted to ask you guys a question. So in Georgia, they do have citizens arrest, correct? You know. Yeah, I'm not I'm, an expert I'm, I'm pretty sure you can do that anywhere, but I think that what I've been told when I asked police officers or law enforcement, it you open yourself up to a ton of litigation by mm-hmm. doing that, and it's not almost not even worth it because one, you're not you're not certified to do any of that. So why even put your hands on somebody and open yourself up to litigation like that? They would literally own you. Um, yeah, because in my opinion, I think if you see like an old lady getting beat up or something, then you stop that, you hold them there, you don't let them leave. That's one thing. But mm-hmm. if you think that somebody, oh, this guy fits the description, so I think this might be the guy that broke into the house, so let's you know, stop our car and jump out with our shotguns and tell him to mm-hmm. stop. I mean, that's like a totally different thing. That I, was the big mis- – I think that's know? one of the biggest mistakes they made in their life that if they could go back and undo, you know, if they could analyze this, like we're yeah. all going to a- on- analyze it, unfortunately. This is going to be analyzed to death because – because we care so much about it, you know, I think rightly so. I think we're just letting emotions get involved too much. That's one of the biggest mistakes they made right there. Like once when you're coming out somewhere with a shotgun, what do you think is going to happen? So even if you're in the right, if someone's close enough to you with that shotgun, you can easily wind up in a struggle. You might feel your life is in danger, but if you have a shotgun and I don't, I definitely feel my life is in danger. So we immediately create this situation here, right? Um, yeah. So, so I, I do think from just what I saw from that video, I do think that they're in the wrong because they pulled their guns out when, why did they need to really, you know, mm-hmm. like, 
what what threat was there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think we should all try to look at that as as a cautionary tale on lots of different sides. I was telling Patrick, look, there's lots of people when they see someone's house under construction that they go in there. I all the time, that- I've done it. Honestly, I've done it. You walk through and you want to see the floor plan. Yep. You want to see, you know, how the square footage. It's I've, you're curious. Yeah. When I first moved to Florida, I was living in West Palm Beach in one of these little McMansion communities. And, you know, it was under construction. We saw this happening a lot. I've always had a problem with that. That might be for me because I'm a black guy. That I've always had this. It's like the thing, you know, I don't know if everyone can relate to this, but I know I've been in cars driving with. Let's say a friend of mine that's white, and he's like, come on, drive faster. You're going too slow. And I'm like, listen, I don't really want to get pulled over right now. I'm like, what's the matter with you? I think that's the same thing that happens. Like, I'm always really careful where I go because I don't want to get into certain situations if I don't have to. Whereas some Mm -hmm. other people don't feel like that, right? They just feel like, oh, here's a house that's under construction. I could walk in there. I don't think that's what this kid was up to, right? If, if, If we analyze it, he probably did bad things in his life. He maybe was staking that place out or something like that. Um, but there's all these yeah. weird situations that that we create for ourselves, you know, and we need to think about it. Like, what are we doing? What should I do? I've had a situation before. I've talked about it where I was on my property leaving with my kids armed and I saw someone on my property and then they jumped over my fence. Do I just go, oh, I'm going to start shooting at this guy because he, you know, he came from my property? In my case, I was just like, hey, man, what are you doing? <laughs> you know, That's this, probably the best thing you could have done. Yeah, and he told me, like in my case, uh, where I live, there's those uh, protected turtles. And I guess people mm-hmm. in, in my area like to catch those things and make them into soup or something like that. <laughs> and this was the place where they always went and did that. And I was like, no, I'm living there ah. now. Yeah. yeah, this isn't your place anymore. <laughs> you can't do that. Yeah. So <laughs> Don't do this anymore. Yeah. If people are hopping over your fence... Mm-hmm. How good do those turtles taste? They must taste pretty they good. They probably huh? do taste good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My dad told me when he came. My dad told me when he came to visit that turtle soup was a thing. I, I was like, what? Whatever. I can't mm-hmm. imagine. You should that. make it. No thanks. No. You no, should no. get some of those and make it. No, those <laughs> things are federally protected. By the way, in Florida, the cops catch you with one of those things. That's federal time you're gonna do. That's a felony. See, and they're, still, and they're still making turtle soup, so it must be really good. It's, really yeah, good. it's a big deal. Yeah. You eat those. Yeah. If anyone's had that turtle soup, don't incriminate yourself. Just tell but us. But how you, is it? Just try, yeah. <laughs> Have you heard how delicious it, it, it is? Just yeah. tell us how delicious. Have you heard a rumor? <laughs> we'll be creating the next COVID-20. Oh, my gosh. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. That's how it all starts. That's how it all starts. Uh, true. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, in that situation, like, and I remember in that situation, he was actually talking to one of the volunteer firemen that works in the, the volunteer fire department right across from my house. And I was like, really, what are you guys doing? They, you know, they, they walked away. It never happened again. We shouldn't, you know, we say, I, I think I see it in the gun community. You guys can tell me if you see it or don't, but I know I do. There's people like, shoot them, shoot first, ask questions later. Mm-mm. <laughs> I don't know if those guys actually carry guns because I'll tell you, those that sounds like someone that's peacocking. Normally, mm-hmm. when you carry every day, you're probably the most kindest, nicest person. Like you're super nice. You're overly nice. You're like, oh, yep. oh I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yep. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. You first. You first. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you really go out of your way to avoid any of those situations. I mean, road rage. 
none. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you might feel it creeping up and you're like, you know what? No, nah, I don't need it. You know, we're just going to we're going to keep going. But no, I, it just it blows me away to to think that people would would have that mindset like, oh, I'm going to I'm going to shoot them. Like, no, man, that's you're going to you're going to get locked up. It's murder. Mans- attempted yeah. murder, manslaughter yeah. at best. If you, if you need to defend your life, please defend your life, defend your family. Um, you know, I, I even understand like defending your property, right? But we all, you know, once you pull that trigger, you can't you take those bullets back. Can't take it back. Yeah. And a yeah. series of events are going to start to un- unfold mm. that um, you, you know, you need to think about way before you get into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I said, it's your last resort. You know, it's mm-hmm. not plan A. It should be plan B. Like, oh, th- my life, like I have to save my life right now. There's nothing else I can do. Yeah. yeah. You, have to, you have to use common sense as well. I mean, your property. You're not going to shoot somebody for stealing your lawn gnome. Mm-mm. And there's and guys that are like, oh, I would I would have shot him. Like, no, man, it's a lawn gnome. Let it go. Yeah. <laughs> Just let it go. Yeah, and I think there's situations even um, that, like I remember there was this, there was a situation I, was, I heard a guy talking about one of the, I forgot what band he was in, but a rock star, and about how this guy was going around uh, breaking into houses in the neighborhood. Someone broke into his house the night before. They came in, but they went out, and then and his family was in the house that night. But then the next day he was there by himself, and they were off at school or work or whatever, and he was cleaning his AR-15. And someone he can hear someone in the house. And I he, heard that. I heard this story. Yeah, he came, story. he came downstairs and he sees this kid putting on his uh, Beats by Dre or whatever, and he's yeah. got an AR. And the guy sees him and like blows through the door. He runs so fast he doesn't open the door. He just like goes right through that door. Um, and later on, the kid got arrested. And I think he said that the cops or someone were telling him, "Hey, you should have shot him or whatever." And he was like, "What? You know." Like mm-hmm. if you're right. if you're Over if you're headphones. yeah if yeah. you're backed into that corner and you have to do it, that's one thing. But if you don't right. have to do it, yeah, you're better off. I, I and I and I just I think to back up, he let him go. If I remember correctly, he actually hit him with he hit him uh, he, he pointed the rifle at him and he said, "Hey, get out of here." And then he bolted, mm-hmm. and then that's why the cops said you should have shot him. Yeah, yeah. you could have shot him. And he mm-hmm. said, I believe it. He said, then he have to clean up the mess. Mm-hmm. But I think that. It's, but I remember. I remember. There, there would be a mess like, after yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not like I'm not. Yeah. Tra- go ahead. Go ahead, Bacom. No, I was going to say yeah. I mean, if if I say hey, get out of here, and they're leaving, I'm just going to let them go. I'm not going to shoot them mm-hmm. if yeah. they're leaving. But if they're, you know, if they're not going to leave, if I feel like they're coming at me and whatever that's a different story but yeah i think we need I, to re- I think situation dictates as well though i mean yeah. if it's you know two o'clock in the morning and you hear guys walking around your house and mm-hmm. you're gonna light them up at least i'm gonna light them up i mean we but, see we see those situations too right like we we've seen the situations with like the old grandma at home and at two o'clock in the morning some kid comes in her window or, or, or breaks into the house or whatever okay what are you doing in someone's house at that time? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I understand if she does what she needs to do, I get it. You're in her house at two o'clock in the morning. There's no rational. And, and we've seen these things with the people's families really upset about it and all that. Well, he was what a are good you doing? kid. John, he, always, was a, he, he was, was a, a good, good kid. kid. He was, yeah. Yeah, was he? <laughs> really? yeah. Yeah. This is the balance of it, right? You need to, you need to be aware of these things and we all need to, 
think about it uh, and and be careful where we go. Like even here in Florida, I don't go to and lots of places I go. I don't like going onto someone's property without their permission and all that kind mm-hmm. of stuff because lots of stuff could happen to you if you you know and you and you need to be polite, right? An armed society, I think, does create it's a polite a, society. Yeah, it creates yeah. a polite society. But we need to be thinking, people, if we have the opportunity to think about it. And um, so easily, you know, you could thwart a robbery, but let that robber go. The cops have the job of finding that guy. You did the old, uh, the old Haley strategic thinkers before shooters. <laughs> you plug yeah. in old Haley there. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Brian Quick says uh, these situations, scenarios, whatever you call it, they're not always binary. No. No, it's true. It's never black and white. There's no black and white to stuff like this. Yeah, and sometimes, and, and you you react to things. Um, you know, you you you. It's weird, man. So, sometimes after something, you wind up feeling like that thing was a dream, because mm-hmm. you don't even know how you got there. Mm-hmm. You know, you didn't you didn't wake up this morning thinking this was going to happen to you, in your life. So, um, you know what? I don't know if you guys want to keep talking about it. It's kind of. It's kind of a tough thing. I know everyone's working through. I hope people just don't start being mean to each other <laughs> and, and, and like yeah. unfriending each other and having Facebook it's, wars. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen, you know, I've seen some people like I've seen people on Facebook that like of the other race post, oh, mm. this, is, this means war or something. And I'm like, it, no, it doesn't. You know? Yeah. I'm like, no war over here. Like, mm. no, there's don't, no. Don't treat it like blood sports either. Like, yeah. there's no good outcome from any of this. We talked about this a little bit last night. Nothing good has is going to come out of this. Zero. Yeah. Two well, dudes are going to go away probably forever. If they're lucky, one dude's dead. There's mm-hmm. nothing good coming from this. So. Yeah, lots of money is going to be wasted as oh. usual in America. <laughs> you, know, um, I, I, you know what? So this is the last thing I want to say on this. I remember the OJ trial and i remember i was a doorman on the upper east side of manhattan at the time that that happened so there were there were lots of people who i worked with of all races and i remember that we were all friends and we were all cool at a certain time and then when that time clicked over and that verdict came out there were white people that could not look at me in the face or talk to me and they were mad at me and then i remember seeing black people like dancing and, and, and I remember thinking sense. to myself, what's happening to people? Yeah. <laughs> like, what no does this sense. guy have to do with us? This is some horrible thing that happened to a family that this guy has to deal with. These these family members have to deal with. Uh, OJ get being found not guilty was not a victory for me. <laughs> you know? And I was thinking, and then, then but the people who were my friend, the friends who were white people, and we were all cool before that, I was like, how did I become your enemy? I'm not OJ. <laughs> You know, Makes no sense. so this is the thing that we have to like remember, you know, um, there's a thing that happened, like Patrick just said to some other people and to and to their family and friends. And then there's this thing that we're observing and we need to be really careful while we're observing it to not create enemies amongst our allies, the people who are already on our side and then start hating each other um, over something like that. I, you know, I don't know. It's weird how uh, the American media always seems to get people like ginned up into that. I was well, going to say, say that. Oh, I was going to say that at least the one thing that came out of it was you kind of saw the breakdown and the corruption that went into the on the political side about 
you know, what would have happened if the American public didn't push so hard mm-hmm. for this to happen? It literally would have been swept under the under the rug. Mm-hmm. And it, it still took two weeks of, of pressure um, from all across America to even get this to light. Mm-hmm. So, it, I mean, it's a good thing. The in, video yeah. came out and the video came mm-hmm. out from one of the, 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 fa- the father and son. It came out from someone I think that was either one of their like, friends or someone with that them, saw, yeah. Yeah, that saw that happening. Um, Brickell, so Average Joe Tube says, one of the things we teach uh, in our class is that if you pull your gun, you must answer who is life, uh, whose life am I saving? If you can't answer that, you're going to have a rough time. Yeah. Yeah, that's what we teach them. We teach them, you know, anytime you pull your gun, anytime you pull the trigger, yeah, you got to think to yourself, whose life am I saving? If you're not saving a life, then you're going to prison. Yeah. So, yeah, it's very simple, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, okay. All right, so let's see here. What else is, uh, is there? Is there something else uh, on you guys' minds that we, I'm open to talk about anything. We can talk about anything that you guys want to. I don't know, is there anything new so, going on in the, so, in the news right now? Yeah, Other than actually, this? I was going to bring up, it's probably old news, but, the lady that owned the salon, Salon mm. Mode, mm-hmm. she, yeah, she pretty much, you know. I'm, I'm she, laughing for a reason that I'll tell you after this. I was telling Babyface a story about this. Go ahead. Yeah, they find her and then she like ripped it up. And mm. then the judge, I watched the video. The judge was pretty much like, all right, well, you can apologize for being selfish. And yeah. we'll let you go. And you, <laughs> yes. can open up and, and you can open up on Friday, which was in like two days because it was Wednesday she was there. Mm-hmm. Nope. Or, or you can go to jail and we'll fine you $500 for each day that you were open. And, um, the day, and if you stay open any more days, we'll still fine you. And I'm like, well, it's not... It's not illegal to be selfish, first off. Yeah, like, exactly. Being selfish is not a crime. No. <laughs> you know? Not at all. And, if it, she, if we'll cool. all be in jail, we'll all be felons, felons at that point. Yeah. But she's cool because she was like, all right, take me in. I'm not going to apologize to you idiots. Like, try yeah. to make me look stupid like I'm a kid or something. Nah, good on her. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. I think I think good yeah. on her for standing up for yeah. what she believes in. Yeah, I think the governor and the Supreme yeah. Court of Georgia released. That's that was that wasn't that also in Georgia? What's wrong with you guys? No, that, um, that was, was that in Georgia. Dallas. No, I was in Texas. Oh, okay, my bad. That was I'll blame uh, it on Georgia was, uh, anyway. Was that Texas? Was, yeah, yeah, that Dallas. Was, that was Texas. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Actually, okay. Yeah, it was Texas. Yeah. Well, they let her go. They let her go. You know, it took a lot yeah. of pressure to get to get that to light, though. Again, mm-hmm. a lot of this stuff is happening, and you would never know about it unless you had the the social media, you know, push that, right. that's out yeah. there. Now, on the flip side of this, just realize this for a second. This is the flip side of this. Here's what I was telling Lola when I was looking at that. First of all, I'm on the woman's side. Okay, they had no reason to to harass her. Um, arrest her, put her in jail, fine her, demand for her to apologize or anything like that. Uh, I'm against that. I believe that's tyranny. But I did, it was interesting to me how if you're an attractive blonde chick, the media can 100% totally pay attention to what's happening to you. This is <laughs> that, true. I didn't notice that. <laughs> Blonde chick privilege. Yeah, you know? only only you and Patrick understand that, Raquel. Only you and Patrick. Exactly. Well, there, there's also the issue of government overreach of them dictating a small mm-hmm. business owner when they can and cannot open. I mm-hmm. mean, right. with the and as a small business owner, 
it's it's hard, man. We have people that rely on us to you know feed them and their families. They need a paycheck, and mm-hmm. you know the government, you know the SBA program f- debacle, all of that. Oh yeah, that did, no, nobody. The only companies that benefit from that from that were the companies that weren't supposed to take part in that in the first place mm-hmm. until they changed <sighs> the rules. It I went can't from, even believe that. It's it's ridiculous. They went from yeah. five hundred people to 500 people per location yeah and that's, how, how that's is how that a small work. business oh wait a second exactly if your small business employs 500 people in one location you're still a small business yeah Not but you even. don't see the, you don't see the outcry about that and it, it, it's crazy to think that 49 percent of the small businesses that uh really need that money didn't get it yeah and then they rolled out and you know full disclosure Ballistic Inc. didn't apply for that. We didn't need it. We weren't in a position where we needed that. Okay. But if we did, we wouldn't have got it anyways. No. Uh, the pay, the How many employees do you have? You don't have enough employees to be a small business. How many yeah, do you no have? kidding. Five. Five. Uh, no, not so, enough. You need, you need to times that by 100 more. <laughs> so, yeah. and then you have the PayPal protect, uh, protection program, which was supposed to be like some type of like, you know, wait, low. Wait, wait, wait. Like, why do you? There was a PayPal protection payroll. Uh, no, uh, payroll, payroll, payroll. You got yeah, the wrong thing in the brain. My bad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Payroll I heard PayPal. Program. I was like, what? Yeah. Thank you for payroll. the Payroll, yeah. uh, Payroll protection program. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and that turned into some type of loan. So, okay, you're mandating that I close my business, but mm-hmm. I'm gonna, you're going to loan me money at, at 1% to 3% that I have to pay my employees with, but I still have to pay interest on that money that it's i mean think about that for a second why did they, so why couldn't we do what we're doing right now so for all so like all these barbershops beauty salons etc had to be closed right and which is a, a whole nother issue in and of itself yeah. they shouldn't have had to do that no but so now we let them open in florida i, I don't i think Georgia's open i don't think every state is open it's like county by county like yeah. some some counties like i just got my haircut from my regular my regular person but she still mm-hmm. had to wear masks and stuff to go in yeah yeah, um, yeah. Raquel, but, you're yeah. in texas right are you in texas right now i don't know uh, I'm yeah in Atlanta. i'm in texas yeah. she's in texas okay so so you so they're open over there right yeah, I, I'm in Conroe. Okay. And yeah, they just opened. They opened on Friday. Okay. So. So but you still have to wear a mask while you're in there and while they do your hair and stuff. Okay, and then you have to sit outside in the car or something, right? You have to sit outside in the car. Do you have? To what do you mean? Like it when, So if you're waiting for your appointment, I know that the barber shops here. If you're, if it's not, so the only person that could be in there is the barber and the one dude getting his hair cut, and then everyone has to sit in their cars and wait for. Um, you know, wait for their turn. <laughs> that's, that's nuts. No, that's just crazy. It, it was not at the salon I went to. It wasn't like okay. that. You can, but it wasn't like a big salon. You know? Oh, okay. Yeah. But I think the way that, that we did it here was they did, they set appointments. So they staggered the appointment time. So when you get there, like you just go in and you sit down, the whole place is empty. Mm-hmm. And then you'll, the person on the other side will be getting their hair cut too, but you're pretty far apart. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess they just staggered the appointment times. So they're mm-hmm. not able to take as many appointments many people because obviously you have to like uh what account for what 30 45 minutes per person yeah plus you have to factor in the fact that they're probably going to be running late so about an hour you maybe get six people a day okay so i'm gonna uh, ask talk this about one. not being able to to make ends meet potentially yeah, it, yeah. it's rough man <laughs> and that that just goes into you know the government shouldn't be allowed to dictate that that's something mm-hmm. as a small business if i want to take the risk mm-hmm. of opening my business 
That's my decision. Mm-hmm. And if exactly. you, if you as a free American decide that you want to take the risk of going out of your house into my business and, you know, peruse my wares, that's complex between two consenting adults yeah. to, mm-hmm. to do. If you catch um, that COVID, you catch the COVID. Yeah, that's yeah. on you, you know, yes. and we're not yeah. children. Um, and yes, the argument can be made like, oh, we have to do what's best for the, for everybody. That sounds like communism. All right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but also people are getting sick anyway. Right. So in New York, there were all these people that got sick that were sheltering in place or staying home or whatever. Right. And then they got they got sick anyway. But here's one of my things. And I'm going to use some vernacular from a friend of mine that uh, grew up in West Virginia. Why come? Why come? We couldn't do wow. that. Why did we have to shut everything down? <laughs> Why come people couldn't just sit in their cars in the first place? I, yeah, I know. What? At least we don't have to deal with small talk, like when you're in a store or something. Oh, it's almost as if yes, I love it. The entire country is flying by the seat of its pants right now. At least when it comes to to lawmakers. Yeah, we're just making it up. Just make it up as we yeah, go. We'll see what know. happens. Who knows? Yeah, they don't know what. I will, I will tell you though. It's the best it's ever been as far as uh, getting in and out of a store and getting anything done. It's so fast. I can I, I really hope that it stays this way even after everything is passed. Like the ability to go into a store and just get in and get out. Nobody's bothering you. Everybody actually moves out of your way. Mm-hmm. Like if they see if they see you coming down the aisle and they're looking at something, you're like. Mm-mm, I'm out of the way. And I'm going to use this back out of the way. You go in and grab it, and you get you get out. So, I love it. So, what do you what do you think the bars are going to be like when they open? Is everyone going to be rocking masks in the bar? And I haven't like, been to a bar in a very long time, so yeah, <laughs> that part doesn't, doesn't seriously. Apply to me. We are talking about the future of the planet. <laughs> the future of someone. No, I'm just teasing you. <laughs> and I'm thinking about the bars. Like, yeah. How are the bars? Like, how are the bars? <laughs> yeah. Don't take my bar away from me. Have you been? Well, so have you been to any bars? Has any bars opened up where you're at? No. They have restaurants open that have like bars in them, but oh okay, no, not really. Bars are still shut down, huh? Yeah. Yeah. The, <laughs> I I uh do you, so let me ask this. I'm gonna start with Babyface. Do you think we're ever going back to normal, or is this like Matt just said? Is this forever <laughs> from now on? We will and, forget about this by the middle of next year. That wasn't. Uh, Holy that, crap! That, <laughs> That wasn't like because I had a bunch of beans or anything like that. That was Florida. By the middle of next year, this will be like Ebola. We will have forgotten about it, and everybody will be like, oh, remember when we shut the entire country down? And you'll still have people that will be like, oh, my God, the world is ending. But it's not. We all know it's not. Yeah. Um, And someone says uh, Hector Lopez. Oh, that's actually my brother-in-law. Hector Lopez says, not in New York City. Lines are long outside the stores. Um, my, my, there anymore. Yeah. No, just move. It's time to move. Yeah. To my, yeah, to, to, move, to, move to Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Atlanta is <laughs> easy here. Raquel, they didn't even give me a chance to say it. <laughs> they, they, they already said what I was going to say. Like, that's because you're in New York, son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. This, yeah. It, listen, it probably sucks to be in New York right now. But uh, we shouldn't have New York City shouldn't be the way it is, in my personal opinion. You get. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to agree with everyone. You got to get out of there. But, yeah, you know, it's the big city. It's yeah. He says he also says a new society will emerge. Uh, what do you think about this, Brickell? Is this forever? Um, no, I, I think 
it'll get back to normal, honestly. But I think masks might become like this new fashion statement because I would agree you know, with that. People yeah. have been getting creative out there. Yeah, well, we've seen it. We've seen it in um, in Asian countries already, right? That like you, it's impolite now if you don't wear a mask. Um, you know, but I I don't know. I'm in the group. I'm in the group of people that I don't want to freaking wear a mask. I'm not wearing a mask. <laughs> I know. So I hope we I, don't I head don't. to that. Yeah. I almost got kicked out of Home Depot yes, yeah. uh, like two days ago. They have this mandatory mask thing. So luckily I had one in my car, but yeah. I really, really needed to go. They were like, you can't come in, sir. I'm going to get the in. scariest masks I, in the world if I have to wear a mask. I'm wearing a mask and be like, this guy's going to rob me. I, I almost got into an argument with the person outside of Walmart. And then I was like, that dude's making like seven fifty yeah. an hour. And he does not give a shit about what I have to say. Like. Why waste my time? Don't fight with so, the dude in Walmart. No, so I was just like, I'm just going somewhere else. Yeah, this. it's not worth it. Uh, shooting Gallery <laughs> NE gave us five bucks. He says, I'm looking uh, forward to going back to bouncing because the amount of people that will be flocking to them, to the bars. So there you go. Uh, so, Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? What do you think we're going? Do you think we're going back to normal, Matt? Um, No, I think this is the new normal. I think that, you know, Things will slowly maybe get a little bit less intrusive. They're going to start allowing you to do what you want to do. The government's going to have, you know, release their death grip on society. Uh, however, I do think that the masks are a long-term thing. Yeah. Uh, you're going to see people all over the place. That's, that's normal. The only way we are going to get rid of the masks is we got to start wearing scary masks. Now, I'm not, I'm not advocating this. But you guys heard about, did you hear about the guy who was wearing a KKK mask? Yeah. I saw saw Tim post that on Instagram. So, yeah, that's in the news. Uh, San Diego man wore KKK. uh, (laughs) He wore a KKK hood as a face mask. Officials say they have no grounds to charge him. So I know there's people upset because he's not getting charged. Um, What charge for what, though? Charged with what? I don't think they have anything to charge him with, right? Unless he. So I don't. I don't approve of the KKK. I'm not a fan of the KKK. I don't like racism. Really? Or anything like that. (laughs) (laughs) So So, and I'm sure no no one here does. But on the other hand, so as long as this, to me personally, right? If this guy put on this thing and then he was out there calling people names or trying to you know doing something to someone if he was trying to burn a cross in this store but this is a little different we opened ourselves to this kind of nonsense yeah I, I personally i think the kkk can burn in hell but you can't really tell someone in the united states what they can and can't wear that's called freedom you know right i don't think he's right he looks like a douchebag and he's probably <laughs> gonna get you know a lot of problems maybe beat up but you can't you can't charge them with anything I like Brickell's attitude. <laughs> well, uh, we, we yeah. actually, um, Eric and I did a podcast episode called, um, mm-hmm. you know, How Free Are You? Um, mm-hmm. And it just goes, that that's really the the one of the main points mm-hmm. is that if, if we're going to advocate to say, you know, 30 minutes ago mm-hmm. that you should be able to wear your book shirts, we are in no place to say that, yeah. but you can't wear that. Yeah. You know, you I think can wear the, this, but you can't wear yeah, it. You have to be okay with freedom as a whole. Yeah, it's the libertarian in us. Now, Christian Gress said that that dude's lucky he didn't get the crap beat out of him. Um, probably, I mean, yeah, he, it, it would have been like an episode of Die Hard. Which one was it? Was you it Die Harder? Remember the, you, remember the one where he has, little, he has the sign on? Yeah. <laughs> Listen, how many times do we need to say that 
you don't answer stupidity or <laughs> or anything like that with violence. That's not you don't. That's not what you do. <laughs> but no, I'm not saying I would do it because no, I don't. I, know, I, don't but, I, I don't care about that. I mean, people have people have called me the N word in public or whatever. It's not a. I, I'm not going to immediately go to attacking someone because of that. However, there are people who know, would man. do I'd, that I'd to you. I'd, I'd hit him in the face. Um, I, you know, that's a punchable I, offense in my book. The, the situation for me that I, that I've been in, it's always like, hey, this is not the level, the point that we're going to go to here isn't worth it. I know who that person is. I don't agree with whatever it is they're doing. But once we go there, like we say before, this is, we're not easily coming back from that. But there are people who would see him doing that if all of a sudden some uh, some, you know, like, let's say a black biker gang rolled up on there while he was in the in the supermarket with that KKK mask on. That might go bad. (laughs) It was a prank, bro. It was a prank. (laughs) Yeah, that might go bad. So but that but he was free to do that and create that situation that fortunately for him, he didn't wind up in. But at the same time, I'm not advocating for him to be charged or anything like that, you know? I mean, right. I think it's this stupid thing that we're doing with this whole mask situation. Oh, okay, it doesn't have to be N95 because there aren't any, there aren't enough N95 masks. So therefore now, you know, you could put on any mask you want to. Okay, so I'm going to put on the uh, Freddy, Friday 13th mask or something like that. Right? I think that just goes back mask. to... Yeah, it just yeah. goes back to... You know the the human nature of wanting to rebel. Like yes, we'll we will fall in line for about a week, yeah, and there's yeah. that breaking point of like, yeah. hey, I don't have to do this. I was being nice. I didn't do what you told me to do because I had to. Mm-hmm. I I did mm-hmm. what you asked me to do because I want. I was nice enough to listen, and now I don't have to. So then you just you just do what you want to do. Um, and individualism is is it's. A distinctive American trait. You want to be, you know, you know, you want to be an individual, and this is really one way that you can show your individualism is with what you wear, the masks you have on. They, like, you know, Brookell said, there's a lot of creative stuff out there. You know, it's not something that we ever got into, um, but you know, I, we do see a lot of different cool stuff out there. Yeah, uh, and yeah, you guys. So uh, I'm taking it you're not going to be doing. You were mentioning earlier that there's. Uh, that uh, some of the the companies have switched over to making masks. You guys aren't going to be yep. doing that, right? No, that's. I mean, when it fir- when when this whole thing started, we we didn't really want to go that whole profiteering off masks route. Mm-hmm. Um, and now it's just one of those things where we we're honestly just too busy doing the stuff that we're doing now. We don't need to add masks. The profit margins on them are slim to none. Mm-hmm. I mean, what honestly, you see a mask and it's selling for ten dollars. You know that guy's making margin. The masks wholesale for like a buck seventy-five. Like mm-hmm. that's, you know, spoiler alert to everybody that's buying those crazy masks. You're buying them for ten bucks. <laughs> they're they're buying them for a dollar seventy-five. They're marking them up, um, right, right, and it's just right. it's not part of the business we we need to be in. We need to focus on what we do best, and we do you know apparel, shirts. We do we. I like to believe we do a very good job. And now um, you guys are going to hear it first. I'm Uh-oh. actually. We just signed uh, the deal. Uh, we partnered with Oakley SI. So we actually are going to be carrying all of Oakley SI's tactical line. Oh, so, wow. all, yeah, all of their glasses, um, you know, their tactical gloves. There goes that Ducati again. Yeah, I know. Uh, 
um, you know, all, all of their like the matte multicam glasses. Basically, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the SI line. It stands for Standard Issue. It's okay. all of the stuff they do for the military and law enforcement uh, okay. tactical stuff. So, so it's Oakley. Boots. It's Oakley, but it's a it's um the it's the it's the same glasses that you would find on their standard, but they're finished with matte color. So you're not going to see like anything high gloss. It's going to be like that flat dark earth, mm-hmm. multicam black, multicam you know flat black, um, tactical. You know, okay. so nothing, their, their nothing to give you glasses look so good. They do. Um, and we just all their like their backpacks, stuff like that. Um, so all that stuff will be on the website. And just like all the other stuff, if they wanted to, if, you know, if uh, Brokel sent people there, there would be a drop down menu They're like, oh, I'm going to buy these gas cans. Right. Do glasses. they have, do they have a tactical matte pink one with a bunch of rhinestones in it? You know yeah, they do have they? custom. They, they do have custom options. Uh, I am. I, I do speak with uh, the account rep there. We're able to do some cool okay. custom stuff. Right, um, so right. if we ever want to go that route, we can. Uh, right. We can make okay. some custom stuff. For yeah, everybody. that would be cool if we could design, like throw in some designs in there, right, Raquel? We do want to go that route. Yeah, I'm sorry. Say that again. You broke up a little bit, Raquel. The rhinestones and everything. You're still breaking up. I, I don't know. Oh, yeah. You That was weird, Raquel. Yeah, that was weird. Then you went. You, so you broke up twice, and then you went super fast the last time. <laughs> so weird. Dude. Can yeah. you hear me now? Yes. Yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, that was really weird. No, I was saying that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. And then I was gonna say he probably doesn't have a bedazzler though, so we can leave that to me. Oh, and I'll do all okay. the bedazzling. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Wait, you, yeah, do, yeah. you do your own... Uh, so on those things, you do your own bedazzling? No, but okay. I, I want to get a bedazzler so I can do that. Oh. So, yeah. <laughs> the price is going to go up if Raquel yeah. has to bedazzle this thing on her own. Real swarthy. The price is Christmas. going up. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So, by the way, being the kind of audience that we have, which is awesome, this is why I love these guys, like yesterday... Uh, I actually got in trouble with Lola after the show, by the way, which happens all the time. Because Lola goes, um, what exactly are these ass missiles you keep talking about oh my on the God. podcast? <laughs> so, anyway, yeah, well, I'll have to explain that to you. We'll have to explain that to you, Raquel, later. But anyway, so the guys here in the chat are coming up with mask ideas. Uh, Walter says D-cup mask. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Chris Bullis wants a mask with with him walking around with his finger in his nose. I like that. <laughs> so people, go ahead, throw your uh, mask ideas up there, but we're not actually making, Ballistic Inc.'s not making masks, so. Yeah, we're not making masks. We have, I mean, we're, we're already behind schedule. We, the, that is one negative thing about this whole pandemic thing, and I use mm. pandemic with air quotes. Mm. Um, <laughs> it, ha- it has affected supply chain. So, I mean, all of our shipments that are coming in, um, now they're usually like one or two days behind and mm-hmm. it, it really puts the, the entire process back, you know, two or three days. So, you know, the, the amount of support that you know, all the content creators, um, subscribers and followers are showing is amazing. I mean, I wish uh, there was some type of way I could show the general public, like how much uh, the community supports you guys. Cause I mean, all of you, I mean, it's just, just crazy to have that many partners and just so many people saying, well, I'm, instead of supporting you on Patreon, which is always a good thing, mm-hmm. and most of most of these guys are doing both, 
they're saying, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna donate because essentially that's what it is. They're donating that portion of the profits to the content creator, mm-hmm. and they're actually getting a tangible item. Yeah. So they're 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 really killing two birds with one stone. Yeah. Whether it's you know a G-Shock watch or you know a, a T-shirt, a hat, whatever mm-hmm. it is, um, they're able to help fund that content creator so they can continue to make content, but also have something to show for it. Because mm-hmm. you know as much as everybody likes to give. They also like to receive. <laughs> yeah, you want to get you want to get something, get a little get a little something nice out of it, which I think right. there's nothing wrong with that. I know Ballistic Inc's got stickers. Mikkel, do you have any stickers up on there? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. got stickers. So yeah, do you have any cool stickers on there that we could uh, shout out? I was on your. Let me see if I'm still on there. We um, we literally just added the stickers like a week ago. I think it was yeah. like one week or two week two weeks ago. So you've got. I mean, st- I have. Go ahead. I have ahead. ATC stickers. Those are cool. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm still. Let me see. I'm still on your page. So here, let's go back. Let's go. Now to the, the stickers f- are communal, so yeah. you can buy any of the stickers, and you can select anybody to for that to count towards. Yeah. So there's like essential. There's legalize it. <laughs> uh, yep. What is it? Calumet High. Calumet High. Yeah, that's from that's from the from, uh, uh, Red Dawn. Uh, Red Dawn movie. Yep. Yeah, Red Dawn. Uh, make tyrants afraid again. <laughs> yeah. uh, someone's got a better dead than red. <laughs> this is- yeah, that actually came from uh, from nine millimeter SMG. So oh, he's okay. a okay. Uh, Instagram only content creator. <laughs> yeah. So, but I mean, he's oh, that's cool. He's a meme lord, as they say. Yeah. He memed too hard. Yeah. There's a whole bunch here. Weapons are part of my religion. We've got uh, Kill a Commie for Mommy. Okay. This is the way gun nerds. That's the best one, guys. The gun nerds <laughs> one is the best one. That's the one that you have to get your hands on. Uh, you know, I'm just saying. I mean, you know, that's how that's that's how it goes out here. Let's see what else we can. Uh, some people want us to get into some uh, gun stuff here. By the way, oh wait, before we do that, someone did have a good. Uh, someone's all thumbs says make a big girl panty masks. So there. Hmm. That 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 might not go over too well. So. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you're gonna walk around in the store, I think those will help fight the COVID nineteen. You this know, is true. If you're gonna walk around the store, but you know, like that's one of the things we do here on the show. So when we start the show, we're like. You know, I hope you got your big girl panties on, which basically means like, I hope you're ready to get mad or whatever. You might be offended and all that kind of stuff. So we should do like a T-shirt for that. I got to figure it out. In my mind, I see a, some big panties, but on some dudes yeah, so, or something like that. Some like granny panties and you put like oh, big girl panties on them or something. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. You know, maybe we just have dudes wearing the panties or something, you know. Baby face can wear them. <laughs> yes. There you go. I'll model. <laughs> the big girl panties. There you go. Okay, those are good ideas. Those are good ideas. Okay, so what gun stuff are you guys getting into? Uh, Brickell, what kind of – let's start with you. What kind of new gun stuff have you – I mean, gun sales and everything are going up, so I'm imagining that you are part of that. Um, I haven't really bought any guns lately. No? Actually. Okay. No. You know. You buy an I mean, ammo or anything like that, or or you like it's or the market's too high for you. Uh, no, actually, not really. I haven't really bought anything too interesting lately. I've yeah. I've done some training, you know. With I went and trained with Tactical Carl and. Okay. 
you know, I'd, I'd rather spend my money on training. That's good. And yeah, that's a that's a good thing to spend money on. Like yeah. that. I feel like you know, just buying a crap load of guns, like it's cool and fun and everything, but you know, your money's better spent on like training and mm-hmm. you know, experiencing life and going places and doing things. You know, mm-hmm. but I will tell you on my bucket list, I really want a Henry rifle, and. At one of the gun shops around here, I saw like a Texas style Henry rifle, mm-hmm. and it has like the it has Texas like the state on it pretty much, and it's like gold and beautiful. And I'm like, wow, that's really nice, but okay. it's like a thousand dollars. So okay, <laughs> they, they they just came out with a uh, with a uh, blackout line, so it's like all tactical. It's like a oh, tactical Henry rifle. It's, mm. It looks really cool. You should check that. I got like a threaded yeah. threaded barrel on it, rail rail system. Really cool. Yeah, I think Henry's trying to get into not black rifle stuff, but they're trying to, you know, right um, get up the on California that. compliant yeah type of rifle stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I want to see some gray man rifles from Henry. That might be interesting, you know, like yeah. all gray stuff that blends into the urban background. That might be cool. You know, we can yeah. we can see. We'll put, you know, who knows how long that <laughs> they or just got around to doing the all blacked out rifle. So <laughs> right, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, training is a good thing. Um, Brian Quick says he thinks the word panties are creepy. It, it, honestly, it it does when you when you actually say it, it sounds weird. Uh, uh, yeah. You were in the well, army, I, Matt. You were in the army. Don't tell me you guys didn't talk about all kinds of crazy stuff. We, oh no, there? we did. Um, and it was so much so that when you get out and you have try to have a conversation with a group of people. Your it comes off as you being the weird one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'll give you a great example of that. When I first left uh, the military, I was meeting with my then she's my wife now, but my she was my girlfriend at the time. I was meeting her friends for the first time. Mm-hmm. So like they're like her her friends, and they're we're, we're a very uh, we're a very diverse group of people. Mm-hmm. So in the army. There is no such thing as like race. Everybody is thrown together in this one unit. It doesn't matter what ethnicity you are. You all like rag on each other. It doesn't matter. And mm-hmm. some would say that it could be considered racist if it was outside the confines of the military. But in that situation, it's just friends having fun with each other. It doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Mm-hmm. So when you remove yourself from that and you go into the civilian world, and you try to joke around with people the same way, they kind of look at you like, hey, dude, that's racist. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I can see that. As no, being you don't get it. I apologize <laughs> yeah. about that. Yeah. It's just not something you're used to. And it takes there's like an acclimation period that right. you have to get you have to do when you first leave. Yeah. I so there's no snowflakes in yeah. the military is what you're saying. Pretty much, no. Well, not in the infantry. Um, I don't know about other parts uh, of the military. I'm sure there are, but in like an infantry platoon, it's pretty much, you know, you get roasted 24-7. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah, you, yeah. You're always just getting roasted. Kathleen Music Lover says, put your big your big man boxers on just to be fair. No. Uh-uh. I like big man boxers. No. Yeah. <laughs> that's because, funny. Because that that's kind of awkward. Yeah, but that's but just like Matt is saying, it's kind of like a macho thing why I, say, why I say that, you know? And that's guys who say that to guys. Like, so some guy is all complaining about something. Like, come on, get your big get your big girl panties on. We're getting work done, you know? And it's, it is just, a very well-known saying. Yes. Yeah, you need to just get your act together and make it happen. 
So it is kind of a weird saying because, like, where did it come from? You do, know? You, do you feel we're being sexist, Raquel? No, <laughs> no, you're not being sexist. But right. whoever whoever said it first, like, where did that ever come from? It's so weird. Um, I'm trying to. I think it was probably something that came out of the military. I'm trying to remember where I heard it from the first time. I don't know. Was that? I don't know if that was in a movie or where that came from. Actually, someone. I think I heard it in a movie at some point. Oh, okay. Yeah. Was it women saying it to women or men saying it to men? Probably men, men saying it to men. Yeah, absolutely. That's what yeah. I'm gonna think. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with that. Like we mess everything up. And by the way, when Lola, like, so if Lola's hanging out with me and there's a bunch of guys and we're all, t she's like, you know, this is really weird. When you're hanging out with a bunch of guys, you know, I didn't realize that men talk about so much gay stuff. And I was like, mm -hmm. uh, this, cause, this I is because yeah. we do. Yeah, Because <laughs> we, we talk about a lot of stupidness. <laughs> yeah. Well. We don't really, <laughs> we don't function on a very highly intellectual level it, it is true you know actually true. i think men are more simple they don't they're yeah. just women are more emotional so we think yep. of like details and stuff mm -hmm. our brains are detailed and you guys you guys are like cavemen where it's just pretty much this or this. <laughs> like there's no not, details i would not yeah. argue against that yeah one grunt yes two yes. grunts no <laughs> this is how we get on this is how you know that uh that that you like each other right like you're saying um Hector Lopez says it came from a John Wayne movie. That could be true, right? You know what? I, we should see if John Wayne said that. Well, don't you just get your big girl panties on there, partner? I, I could probably see him saying that. Probably in the Green Berets movie. Yeah. Uh, John Wayne is this old-timey uh, cowboy actor dude. Raquel, I'm just saying, you know. Oh, God. Oh, I, I wouldn't know. Yeah. <laughs> He's pretty famous. He's pretty famous amongst certain people. So, <laughs> um, all right, cool. So let's see what uh, what new gun have you gotten, Matt? Or are you interested in? Or uh, you're well, also not buying things. guns so, right now? Oh no, no. Um, so uh, I just got a P10C. Um, so that I mean, it's a really really good shooter. Uh, that one was a gift mm -hmm. um, from a very very good friend of mine mm -hmm. that, that hooked me up on that. Um, are you right-handed? Uh, I'm right-handed. Do yes. you have a holster for it? Uh, I do not. Okay, I may have one sitting in the garage that oh. I, if I can, I'm gonna go look. It was brand new in the box that I never had, I never used. If I can find it, I'll send it to you. Oh, sweet, oh, dude! Look at that. Look at, look awesome. At, look at Babyface being so generous. I think I have one sitting there that yeah, it was. Awesome, it was a nice dude. view. I, I just never that. used it, but I'll go look. Don't. Cool. Don't hold up. I won't, I, I won't hold you to it. You better. You better come back with a holster, damn it. If, you, go find if there's it. not a holster down there, you better make one. It's somewhere there. I just got to find it. Yeah, okay. Uh, right. So we have that. And then uh, I was looking at, I mean, there's, there's a few that I was looking at to purchase. Uh, one was like uh, an investment piece I was looking at. It was, uh, I saw it. It was a really good price for a, a Maw Deuce. Like a, oh, that's actual, okay. Like, like a transferable oh, M2. That's a, yeah, serious um, investment. <laughs> so that one, I mean, God, that's like one of those grails. Like you have it and you just, that would have been awesome to have. But it's blow holes in everything around yeah, you. Yeah. yeah. And when I say investment, like that's, I mean, when you, when you think, when you buy firearms, it's like watches. None of them appreciate. They like, they, unless it's a Rolex, Rolexes appreciate. But 
like firearms in general depreciate in value. Um, and so the firearms, with the exception of like NFA or transferable machine guns, they either hold their value or go up. Yeah. So if you're going to spend the big bucks, you're, you're going to want to spend something like, you know, uh, M2. That's because of all guns. the stupid laws, to be honest with you. That's why like those guns yeah. are going. I think there's some other guns in the firearms world that go up in price for sure. Um, but it's very rare. It's mo- usually like movie guns or guns that are just yeah, so expensive outside of for them that, to make. Like those those yeah. would be considered collectibles, like hero guns and stuff yeah. like that. But I'm just yeah. talking like if you go and you buy, you know, let's just say, for example, you go even something as nice as like a, a Shytech Intervention. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. a $10,000 rifle. If you buy it new, yeah. it's going to depreciate. I don't you drive know. it off a lot, loses yeah. a little yeah. bit of value. I don't even know what things. a Shytech Intervention looks like. Oh, Do you know what hey, that is? The, it's Do you know what that is, Brickell? Oh. Uh, I don't think so. Tech. And you if you want to hit something at, at two miles, use a Shytech. No, I know Shytech, yeah, for sure. Yeah, but I don't know so the names it's, of them. It's, it's the swagger gun from Shooter. If you ever ah, seen the Shooter. It's a video mm-hmm. game. I've seen that that's, movie. That's the, that's the intervention. So it shoots oh. a four-way Shytech. And uh, Eric actually got me on that because I wanted to build. It was like this weird build. I asked him. I called him up, and I was like, hey, man. I want to build a 338 Lapua Magnum autoloader. Like, like, I was like, for some reason, okay. I just got on this kick. Okay. And he was, he's like, he's like, why? I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's a good, that's a good question to ask. He's yeah. like, why? And I'm like, because you can. Like, it's, who doesn't want ten rounds, uh, at least ten rounds on an AR 338 Lapua Magnum? Like, that, that will literally put you down. And he's like, again why like why do you want that <laughs> i was like because you can um and then he was like you should look into a four-way shy tack if you want to do that mm-hmm. so i was like okay i look into it and he's right it's a superior firearm if yeah. you're gonna shoot long range yeah. ten thousand so, dollars yeah that's yeah. uh ten thousand used i think oh. the price tag on that thing was like 14 or 15 grand new if you buy it directly from shy tack <laughs> but yeah do a lot of deer hunting with that huh yeah. Get a uh, lot yeah. of really expensive gear. <laughs> well, it's 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 still transonic at nineteen hundred meters. So <laughs> shooting like, mountain to mountain across it, those gear, I can definitely well, get. Well, yeah, I mean the longest recorded uh, shot in Afghanistan was, I think it was two miles, twenty eight hundred meters with the with the four hundred eight Shytac, and mm. it's just crazy. Okay, man. I see what it is now. Okay, I see That's the. The yeah. bullet is milled. It's a single milled bullet out of a, a, like a piece of. Yeah. What do the bullets cost? I was going to say, what's the round uh, run? Yeah. $17 a piece. Mm. <laughs> <Okay>. Damn. <laughs> that's, what they, that's what they cost. You will become a reloader. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing. You can't reload yeah. it because nobody makes it. You have only they, only they mill it. So they're say, like. Not, they're, not only will you become a reloader, you will also become a machinist so yeah. you can. Cut your own yeah. bullets from a solid. Shy tech is is that one of the rounds that um desert? No, that's not one of the rounds that Desert Tactical makes, is it? Desert Tech? Uh, no, Desert Tech does a. They have one well, of they, their own rounds that they make. I forgot what they it's do. Called. Yeah, it's not a, it's not the four hundred eight. Yeah, Shy Tech. I always remember it because they sent me this gun. It was a fifty BMG, but you could change it over to whatever that round was. They yep. they didn't send me. They sent me the gun. I had to sign all this paperwork. Basically, um, taking responsibility for like twenty five thousand dollars worth of a gun. 
I think the the optic was about ten grand or something like that. They oh, never yeah. sent any ammo, so fifty BMG <clears throat> was all I can get my hands on. But they made the other ammo. I was like, dudes, can I can I get like uh, can I get like two rounds maybe? <laughs> I know it's right. It was a bullpup, right? So yeah. it was a bullpup bolt gun. Yeah, so that big. Could, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they had like you could have had a barrel kit for like a three three eight Lapua, um, yeah. three oh eight. So you could yeah. drop in like two or three different. Yeah. They sent uh, the rounds. kit. It was a round that they made, but they refused to. <laughs> They refused to like send me. I was like, just send me two. Just send me two rounds. Right. Yeah. So anyway, I wound up having to shoot that like 50 BMG for anyone. There's nothing wrong that. with that. 50 BMG will do it, man. Yeah. It's That'll... more affordable. Oh, I had to shoot the 50 BMG. Oh, that's, that's also on my bucket list to <laughs> own a 50 cal. A 50? Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. 50 is, 50 is, uh, those, those are pricey too, though. So yeah, yeah. Like, they're like three bucks around. Yeah, yeah. The guns are too, unless you get a SHTF fifty. Shout out to Safety Harbor Firearms out there. there you go. Well, if I if I get one, that's where I'm getting one. <laughs> that's yeah. right. You better. <laughs> I think they got some in at uh at Copper too. They had some really uh like the single load. It was like a really really budget friendly fifty cal rifle. Yeah. If it wasn't an SHTF fifty, then you're doing it wrong. Yeah, you're yeah. Doing it wrong. <laughs> So, <laughs> um, let's see here. Okay, Babyface, what guns, I guess, you know, we, we left you out here. What guns are you trying to get your hands on? Oh, man. Oh, so I decided I really want, I think we talked about this a little bit last week, um, a Remington Model 8. I really want a Remington Model 8. Okay, um, that's the pump shotgun? Is that no, it's oh. the semi-auto that John Browning designed that looks kind of like a rifle version of the Auto 5. Okay. Um, one of those in 35 Remington, mm, I would love to get one of those. Yeah. Um, but right now I have my eye. I'm trying to figure out between a couple different broken guns. Um, looking at the you fix them site uh, that uh, Century Firearms, Sense of Century, what, whoever runs. Yeah, I think I'm it was Century. Out, yeah. Trying to figure out what I want to pick up from there to work on. So I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure. Okay. Because Babyface likes broken guns. I like buying yeah. garbage and yeah. fixing it. So if you have broken guns, Brickell, Matt, if you, if <laughs> so you break some me. guns. We'll do a video yeah. out of it. Nice. Yeah. Have you broken any guns, Brickell, that you could, you know, can you tell us? Um, Actually, I don't really know. But one time, actually, it was a long time ago, I was taking Katie's class. And I went to, like, draw my Glock, like, out of the holster. And then, like, I presented my gun. And then, like, the top of the, the, top of the gun, like, the slide was all the way, like, barely hanging off the edge. And I was like, what the hell? I think one of the, like, release pins, like, fell out of it or something, and it just hmm. kind of fell apart. And I don't know. I consider that broken because it was... Was that a Glock? Yeah. Was that a Glock? It was, yeah. Uh, okay. Ow. Was it modified? No, it wasn't modified. I think... Oh. I don't know what happened. I It just popped out. It was weird. Hmm. Hmm. I guess that that, you know... Anything could happen in train. That's why you got to train. <laughs> or carry a backup gun because then you yeah. got to like – And that, if that happened, then you're just screwed. You yeah. Know? <laughs> if you go training and you can, I know everyone can't do it, but if you're going to go training, you probably want to take a backup hand. If you're doing pistol and rifle, take a backup, take a backup pistol backup. and a backup oh, rifle. Sh- yeah. Yep. Yeah. Because, um, you know. Yeah. And it could be embarrassing when you if you don't <laughs> – I mean, a lot of places will have something like they, you know, I guess they expect that to happen like a couple times, but 
you know, you really want to you really want to make sure that you uh, carry something over there. Let's see, did anything? I'm trying to see if anything new came out. If we had any new guns come out there. Um, I'm thinking of stuff like so. For example, I did get my hands on the um, the Chris Vector 22. I did get my hands on one of those. So I'm going to be doing a, a video of that soon. Here, let me see. I could throw this into the thing for anyone out there who wants to see. Look at that. Chris Vector 22. This is the uh, pistol version with the SB tactical brace and threaded. Nice. Right there. That so, makes it right there. Yeah. So that just came in. Uh, 22 is most awesome to me. Um, it's interesting that we haven't had a run on 22 ammo yet. So... I find that interesting. Another 22 that did come in for me to um, do something with is the um, the Caltech P17. Boom! I'll throw that up there for everyone to see it. Caltech P17. That's one of those has come in, and um, and then also this gun came in here. I didn't really want to do a review on this gun. Let me see. Where's the? Uh, I'm trying to find the picture of it that I have here. Where's the picture? Okay, here we go. I'm gonna show you guys this box, and then you can all like you can all figure out what is that thing in the box. What do you guys think is in this box here? For the people who could see it, uh, I'll give everyone a couple of seconds here to figure out. So that's a gun I didn't really want to review, but so many people ask me about it since it's been out, and I've been refusing to do anything with it. And people keep asking me. Um, so I was like, oh, you know what? I'll just I'll see if I can get my hands on one, and we we did. It's the uh, Springfield Armory Hellcat. So I don't know if you guys, nice. Mikel, have you have you? Uh... I shot the Hellcat when I was with Rambo because he owns the Hellcat, mm -hmm. but I don't own the Hellcat or anything. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I didn't want to get into it either. People keep asking me, so I was like, okay, you know what? We'll we'll do a video on it, and we'll see how it goes. I'm not a big fan of what Springfield Armory has done in the past, um, so I've been refusing to do anything on it. But you know, I'll uh, I'll give it a shot. I'll let you guys know. I'll be professional. I promise. This is me, so that guarantees maximum professionalism. I, I think that there's a couple of there's a couple of weapons that came out and not they're not new, mm -hmm. but it really showed how small the community is um when they release them so something like the hellcat mm -hmm. i don't know if they did that on purpose but mm -hmm. basically for like two weeks solid there was no content to consume there was anything other than a hellcat <laughs> um, and i got so sick of it i'm like please mm -hmm. yeah please well, give me something other than a hellcat review and then they had the uh the strybog i think it was when the strybog <laughs> came out it was like four weeks of strybog <laughs> content from everybody uh -huh. i'm like oh come on yeah, I think with the Hellcat thing, and I don't, you guys can you know feel free to jump in here on this. Um, Springfield Armory has kind of a bad reputation, not to every gun guy. Some gun guys don't care about the politics of it, but when it comes to the politics, I think when it's two way stuff, um, I kind of take it personally. And I, to me personally, I believe that Springfield Armory was kind of like selling the the Second Amendment down the river to benefit themselves. Right. If, if I, you know, I don't know if we want to necessarily get into reanalyzing that whole situation, but that's what I feel about it. Right. They had control over a lobbyist that they hired and, and they put into a position. And it's hard for me to believe that guy was just on remote control doing whatever he wants, whatever he wanted to. But they basically got caught out there trying to make uh, special deals to um, 
to bring more gun control in, but to make carve outs for them to exempt them, but that other smaller companies and people in Illinois would suffer from that. So it kind of like I, I take that personally and I think some other people do. And then because of that, when they came out, they decided to um, flood the market out there and get those guns out to a lot of people pretty much as a publicity stunt, um, which is fine. I mean, you know. Well, it's, it's not fine. Yeah. And I, I think that I'm glad you brought that up because there's a lot of uh, shenanigans like that that does go on, um, you know, politically. And if, you know, you can't say, you know, uh, Spring, uh, Springfield Armory does that without saying anything about any other companies. So like the optics companies, that was EOTech or any, any, there was like somebody released a spreadsheet. They showed all these, you know, gun manufacturers oh, right. or optics and they basically donate to all of these uh, Democratic, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. senators and Congress people. Mm -hmm. um, it just goes to show you that nobody in this industry is clean. No matter what type of, uh, you know, what they present to you as a consumer, mm -hmm. there's always an agenda. Uh, yeah. Now, whether now the difference is there can be an agenda, but as soon as they start using that Second Amendment as a bargaining chip for that agenda, it it kind of makes things a little bit different. So you can have. I, I think that it's perfectly fine if they, they had personal feelings as, you know, as the chairperson of the company or the owner of a company to have personal views about gun control and say, you know what, I'm just the captain. I'm just steering the ship and I have personal opinions on mm -hmm. guns, but I can still run the company and we can be profitable and we can still provide this to uh, the general public. I'm not going to let that impact my ability mm -hmm. uh, to run the company. But then when you take it one step further and say, well, this is how I feel personally, and now I'm going to use the company to steer uh, legislation. That's when you have an issue. Mm -hmm. What were you going to say, Brickell? Yeah, I was going to say clearly. I mean, they're about—they're not about the Second Amendment. They're about profit. So I mean, it's clear, right. clear cut. Mm -hmm. So yeah, personally, I just—I choose not to promote them, or I don't even own a Hellcat. That's just my choice because, mm -hmm. yeah, if somebody's making it to where they benefit but other companies aren't benefiting and they're pretty much screwing over, like messing with our rights to where some people – when you mess with people's gun rights, that can get people killed because people, mm -hmm. you know – so I don't know. I personally – I think that that's, that's wrong, so – yeah, I don't yeah. support them. Yeah, I think we take it personally. I do, and Babyface, you can jump in here if you wanted to before I do. Mm -mm. Um, I do think that if you run a firearms manufacturer and you don't believe in the Second Amendment, you should get out of the business. I mean, obviously, you can yeah. do what you want to do. <laughs> but you yeah. should probably get out of the business. You're in the wrong business. You could probably take your time and your energy and do something else. Um you know, because eventually it's going to catch up to you. You know, it's going to be it's yeah. one of like I you know I, I get people don't want to mix politics and everything. However, I feel like the firearms industry is a little bit different because um, these politics are putting you out of business. But you could also say I'm just playing devil's advocate here. Mm -hmm. uh, you could also say that there may not be someone within that company or within the scope of them hiring to be able to run that ship as efficiently as someone that doesn't believe in the second amendment. However, mm -hmm. they do have a board of directors that can control that. He might, that, that, you know, president or CEO doesn't have mm -hmm. the final say on where that ship goes. He still has to, you know, 
confide in his board and they all have to agree. So it may just be that, hey, he might be the right person to run the company from a profitability standpoint. And then maybe the board of directors can keep him in line and say, mm -hmm. hey, you may not believe in this, but we do. So mm -hmm. you run the ship financially and we'll run it ethically and morally the way that it should be run. And I think that's might be a good thing to get everybody out of that echo chamber. Maybe mm -hmm. that person might bring, and I don't know the person there the, at that company. This is just, mm -hmm. you know, a, a theoretical conversation, mm -hmm. but it, it could just, maybe that gets out of that echo chamber. Maybe that person brings a point of view that they wouldn't see. Cause you, I will be honest with you when in this community, you do get overwhelmed by just talking about defending the second amendment because you only see it from one point of view mm -hmm. it is good to have conversations with people that may not align with you so that way you can see it from a different point of view and have those open conversations yeah i think i'm all for the conversations i, I think i would agree with that yeah we should definitely be able to talk have conversations with each other I think there's. I think you're gonna run into a problem, though. I mean, and and I think you're right, Matt. I think there are companies out there that, you know, whether it's owned by someone, so the person who started it maybe was into guns, but that company has gotten passed on to his kids, and they're not really into guns. Or if it's a corporation and they're running this thing just for profit, but the people at the top really aren't into guns. I think we're gonna run into a problem, though. Because the, the very life of this thing centers around it. And to maybe like switch it away from that a little bit, um, I remember going to a, a firearms manufacturer in Connecticut. Okay? They were making AR-15s. In Connecticut, a person cannot buy a brand new AR-15. And when I was looking at the guns, they were, they were, all, they were like, oh, what, tell us what you think about our gun. Because everyone thinks they can make an AR, right? And I went right. to like pull the charging handle and, and try the trigger and all those kinds of things. And the charging handle was crunchy and the trigger was horrible and all that. And they wanted to charge a lot of money. So I started asking the guy who was in charge of this, like, hey, are you even into these guns? And he was like, no, I'm into AKs. And I was like, oh, okay, that's interesting. Um, I was like, do you, a lot more sense. do you take these guns and go shoot them? He was like, no, why am I going to do that? I can't even buy it. And I was like, yeah, you know, you're going to have a problem here if you're making something that you don't that you can't have or you're not even into. At some point, you're going to run into a problem, whether it's a political one that blows up in your face or some other thing. Like, you know, I definitely don't I don't know everything about guns, so I could run into a problem where I don't know something or I call something the wrong thing. Hey, it happens to everyone. But if but I'm coming from a point of interest and and. Uh, you know, passion and all that kind of stuff behind it. And I think it gets dangerous because in this realm, these things are kind of like all mixed up and eventually you're going to run into a wall. I agree. Yeah, and I think at that level that you're mm -hmm. referring to, uh, it is very important for them to have passion. So if mm -hmm. you're talking about someone at the level where they're actually putting the weapon together, um, they should have a passion for how that weapon's going to feel. Uh, the, are the tolerances correct? Is everything perfect? But at the higher level, I don't necessarily uh, think that it's that much of an issue. Now, again, this goes back to uh, are they bargaining your rights? That's an issue. But mm -hmm. if it's just a person that's running the company financially, they're so far removed from the day-to-day -day yeah. operations of what's going on. Their job is to make money. And if, if they make money and they're able to make these weapons profitably and with a high quality and they can make them um, – 
and a number that makes them a common mm-hmm. item, then I'm all about it. Yeah. It's like very similar to like PSA. When we talk to PSA, their goal is to you know just put as many quality weapons out there so you can make them as a common weapon, a common mm-hmm. item. Mm-hmm. That's the goal. Yeah, but those are gun guys. They believe in the second. This yeah. is true. Yeah, yeah. Let's, not, let's not mix that up here. Make it. We're not. Think. And this was a theoretical. Yeah. Right, this right. was a theoretical <laughs> scenario. Yeah. Honestly, go ahead, go in ahead, my opinion, mm-hmm. In my opinion, I think that. Yeah, you have like the guy you know that handles you know the profit, and then mm-hmm. some, the person that's really into guns and all that stuff. Well, their market is gun people, right? Mm-hmm. And most gun people, well, we would hope most most gun people would support the Second Amendment. So, in order to fix people that are kind of like corrupt that are in gun businesses and stuff, you boycott the people that are doing things like what Hellcat is doing, and then they will start to get the picture like, hey, um, if we do anything that's against the constitution people are going to boycott us and they're not going to buy our products so Mm -hmm. it's not smart in the pro it's not profitly smart for us to do that Mm -hmm. that's exactly how it works you're you're absolutely 100 correct that is exactly how it's all of us yeah it's up to all of us to fix that you know yeah so i mean we we are the ultimate consumer so if we don't agree with them and we don't we don't align with what their values are then we just don't buy their product and then they don't exist anymore yeah Mm mm-hmm yeah. I, I know that I um so I ran into a situation where there was another you know, I run into a lot of these situations, but the, there was a company that I was talking to that's a big company here in Florida that we all know that makes firearms and I was talking to the top people in the company. Okay? This company's privately owned. I was talking to the top people in the company and I was like, Are you guys aware of the gun control that went into effect in Florida? And they said no. And and they weren't kidding around. I was like, are you guys, are you joking with me? And they were like, no, are you joking with us? There's no gun control in Florida. And I was like, okay, you, you know, uh, I'm talking, we went through this for some time because I, I wanted to establish that this wasn't a joke. And for <laughs> sure, it wasn't a joke. These guys were not aware of, of gun control measures that went in, into effect in Florida, right? I think you're running into a problem there. I'm not saying that we shouldn't. I'm not saying we shouldn't support them and all that kind of stuff. But you, if you're, if you don't have an interest in it, you're not going to go look into that. You know, you're not going to be aware of what's going on. Let's look at Elon Musk right now, right? Let's take it away from guns for a sec. So Elon Musk, he's in California. Like, where do they sell the most Teslas in America? Mm-hmm. In California, right? We have this whole COVID thing going on. When you see Musk saying, hey, this is not freedom and all this kind of stuff, you know you're into something. The state says, okay, you guys can go back and manufacture. All right. They want to open. The particular county he's in says, no, no, hell no. (laughs) We're not going to do this. And Musk, I think today he opened up. He was like, okay, you guys want to arrest me? Come down here and arrest me. Yeah, he said he was going to be working the lines with everybody else and arrest me first. Yeah. Yeah, and I think that that goes Such a noble cause. Well, I mean, you know, but still, I think it goes back to what Brickell was just saying, right? You, you've got to have some kind of like stake in this thing, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And, but, but you're, and I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to belittle your your point either, Matt, because I think absolutely, a hundred percent, we all see that there's lots of people who are about the money. They're very good at managing the money and doing all these things. But maybe this is why they're running into problems. And maybe this is why they don't see that Hillary's not going to win. And therefore making all these AR-15s is the most detrimental thing in the world. 
Right. You know, maybe this is why that happens because you don't have that point of passion. So regardless of what we think about Elon Musk and Tesla, we realize that he's passionate about that and it's making him get activated and stand up and go, you know what, maybe I'm not going to do business in California if this is how you guys are going to do this. You know, and, and, and we all need to take a look at that. Like, I think all the businesses around America, um, for, for that matter, all the people need to take a look at how these guys ran the country when they had a chance for something that 99.9% of us were fine at the end of the day. They shut down everything, killed the economy. Uh, they're still printing money. There's like another multiple trillions coming at us and all that that we have to pay for. Like we're all in the mm -hmm. age category that we are going to be paying for it. And our, and our kids, if we have them, are going to be paying for that. Yep. You know, and it's it's that thing of like, oh, it's, you know, it's it's like it doesn't matter. But I think it like if you if you have that passion and that desire behind it and it's affecting your like your bottom line, you will pay attention to that versus one of the things for me I think is missing in the gun community. Like someone, someone on here said, YouTube is anti-gun, but we're all here, right? We're on YouTube right now. I agree with that, <laughs> right? We're here because, you know, this is, this is the big pool. Eric talks about this all the time, right? This is where the people are, and we're here too, right? We're here fighting. But because they're anti-gun, they're making it more difficult for us to get the message out to people, which we think is a worthy, good message. But forget about what we think. It's protected by the freaking Second Amendment, what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And they're making it more difficult for us. And it's the whole, it's the whole point of this conversation of, of like... You know, while we're out there dealing with, with Ballistic Inc., you know, and trying to figure out ways of getting money because they're making it more difficult for us to do what we're doing. And we are trying to help people at the end of the day, you know, and we're trying to, like, help people defend themselves and stand up for themselves and all that. So, yeah, we're here, but we're, we're suffering because of what they're doing and, and the fact that they don't care. And when I talk to them, the number one thing they always there's always someone who's over there like, Oh, you know, we're gun people too. We believe in the Second Amendment. <laughs> but if you put a but yeah. in there, your sentence is null and void. Yeah. Right. Anytime there's a but, yep. it's not good. Yeah. So, all right. Let's see what else are we uh, we can. I can so easily uh, get lost in that. I just uh, I just texted you something that you may oh, be interested in. Let's see. What is this? Uh, I, wait, I hold on a second. Up. This is not I a dick pic. I cannot believe I'm feeding, I'm feeding into your, your addiction, but yeah, go look. Oh, bull pups. Oh, God. Why am I feeding this beast? I shouldn't, <laughs> oh, I shouldn't wait, humor see. you. Oh, this is the CZ kit. This is the CZ this, kit for a bull Oh, pup. did you already know that existed? Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I approve of this. <laughs> okay. This is the CZ, CZ scorpion. scorpion bull pup kit. Bull pup yeah. kit, yeah. I approve of this message. Yeah, I approve of this message. One thing I... <laughs> I don't know where you guys are or bullpups. I don't know where Bacal uh, is or anyone else is on this. I, 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 I like before. them. I, you know, I, I like I, them. I don't own one or anything, but... Sorry, we're both like... Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I was going to no. say, um, I, I like them, but... From oh, a the combat butt. The aspect, butt. Oh, no. From a combat aspect, <laughs> it's just very, very difficult to... When you're so used to the uh, ergonomics of an AR having that magazine in front and doing the the speed reloads, it's just so much more intuitive to when you hit that mag release for it to just to drop, put another one in, hit it, and go. 
on a bull pup, it's everything's in the back. It's just a, it's yep. a weird placement. You have to literally it forces you to kind of put it up, and then you're you're stripping out the magazine and all that good stuff. It's it's just a. I'm sure if you're used to it, I'm I'm sure if you were like an Aussie and that was like your thing and that that was your rifle, you're used to it. But it's the future, uh, Matt. It's the future. I will tell you there. I love, love, love the fact that they're so compact. You can get a you can get a full length barrel and a very, very compact package. Uh, I do love it, and I think uh, we went. Uh, Eric and I went um, coyote hunting, and I took a, a coyote with his uh, MDR, the Desert Tech MDR. Um, and it so was what like you talking off- about? Come on, I man. never said I didn't like them. I love <laughs> I love the rifle. It, it shoots amazing. I mean, it had a it had a OSS Helix on it. Um, offhand, Coyote was just jumping around, caught him in midair, <laughs> just went right you, down. I hope you had a GoPro on that. Oh <laughs> um, no, we I mean we were using a, a thermal. It didn't record, but I mean it was mm. like pitch black, and I mean beautiful shot, and it was just. It, such a smooth rifle. Yeah, I love that. You need to get I love one. It. Raquel, what do you think about this uh, real quick here before we start wrapping up? Okay. I know you're going to say awesome things about bullpups, Raquel. Go ahead. Um, well, I mean, Prime I don't really. <laughs> she's, I, not, she's never I don't listens really, to me. I'm not me, so. that familiar with bullpups. <laughs> what, what's that? I never listen to you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not like that familiar with bullpups. Like I've shot one before. I think at like the big three East, Mm -hmm. like a long time ago. And I probably shot one before after that too. So, I mean, I don't own one. I haven't really messed with them that much. So I don't really, I'm I'm not really gonna say I love them or hate them. They're just, you know, they're just whatever. I'm more of an AR-15 person. So. Okay. So now I know the next time you come to visit us on the Hacienda, we're going to do bullpups with Burkell. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> that, that lined up perfectly <laughs> it's going down it's going to happen it's you better happen. you better title it that too <laughs> i will just remind <laughs> listen i'm old so i forget stuff but just remind me just remind me we'll change it okay so listen we we are hitting up on nine o'clock here so yeah time went really fast it's been fun Oof. it's been fun We're talking about lots it of has things. i think we have solved world peace Amongst other things, uh, maybe I don't know. Murder hornets are coming. Mur- so, murder hornets? <laughs> Did you say murder hornets? Oh no! <laughs> yeah, you're breaking up there. Yeah. Average Joe says, "Bring back yeah. Amentine." What is that? Did you hear? Yeah. What was that? Amentine. Yeah. The hog slayer. Oh, oh, okay, okay. I get it. I get it. Okay, so listen. Let's do this. Let's go around. Let's start with Babyface P. Patrick, how can the people out there support you? How can they get in touch with you? YouTube.com slash Babyface P. Videos going up every Monday around 4 a.m. We are quickly climbing the the ladder of subscribers. So jump in now. Yeah. Get in at the ground level. If if Rock Veteran better look out. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, very cool. Yeah, make sure you guys support Babyface P. I think he's got uh, good stuff coming on there from his own perspective. Mm-hmm. Um, let's go. Let's go to Matt. How can uh, the folks out there support support your efforts, Matt, or communicate with you for that matter? Yeah, well, um, I am. Uh, I, I just run the shop. I'm not uh, into the whole content creator thing now. Uh, we do, Eric and I do have a podcast. It's Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit. Uh, you mm-hmm. can find that on all podcast platforms, Apple Podcasts, 
um, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever it is. We got some really, really cool guests. Uh, we wrapped with uh, Mark Novak from Anvil Gunsmithing. Uh, we got uh, John Lovell. So we that one's coming up as well. Um, um, that, was, that was a really cool have one. You, have you had Hank Strange on there? I don't know. I, I, no. I missed that um, episode. <laughs> well, we, we're only on episode 13, um, so we're relatively young. Yeah. Uh, the, the actual support has been amazing, but we only do guests in person. So all of these people actually came to the farm and we did them in the studio. So when and whenever you so have So you got to be like Joe Rogan now. That's cool. I, it, it just brings a different energy. Yeah. Um, and I mean, when you're when you're in that room together and, you know, we're usually drinking. So okay. we have uh, we have some bourbon yeah. and scotch. I'll and come down to the farm and throw my energy on the table. Do it, man. Yeah. I mean, we we're all about it. We we're only um, doing the guys that were close by. I think uh, Mark Novak was in town dropping off some guns for Eric. But um, Lovell's local. He's here in Georgia. Mm -hmm. So it's very, very easy to link up with him. And we have right now, I think we're because of the whole pandemic thing, we're only working with local people. However, that's because we don't want to ask you to travel. If you're OK with traveling, brother, come down. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll go shooting. man. <laughs> uh, I'm OK with traveling. Uh, I like yeah, driving. Man. I like driving. By yeah. the way, uh, Ballistic Inc. is on Facebook. It's on Instagram. Yes. Yes, you know, support uh, support support our partners. Um, it's yeah. really about supporting them. So ballisticinc.com with a K, uh, and then you know pick whoever you want to contribute and help to, and and make those purchases, and it'll go directly to them. Yeah, whoever you want to, as long as it's Hank Strange. Absolutely. There you go. And, okay, and American Gun Check, and American Gun Check. Yeah. Okay, I got you. I got you, Brickell. I got your back. I got your back. And, yeah, and, and, and Babyface P is coming in the future. Yeah. There you go. Yeah, oh, look at that. that. Oh, he said it. He said it while we we're on air. So yeah. So it's gonna happen. I feel. Right? I feel Babyface is gonna be looking for a snippet tomorrow. So I'm gonna cut. I'm gonna edit this. <laughs> Brickell, thanks. Thanks for coming on the show. It's always fun when you're on the show. Can you tell the folks out there how they can support you? How they can uh, get in touch with you? Yeah, so obviously you can follow me on YouTube, American Gun Chick. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. Also, you can check out AmericanGunChick.com where you can get this awesome little CD right here if you want to, you know, support me. And it helps me do my classes, you know, where I take girls out shooting. And we're still going to continue to do those. Um, we just got we put on hold because of COVID and all that stuff. But we're going to get back to that. Also, check out Ballistic Inc. and check out my section, and you can get, like, a Boogaloo shirt or some stickers or some cool stuff, you know? Nice, or yes. uh, my Red, Save Red Flag Law Again t-shirt. That one is the best shirt on there. That's my shirt <laughs> of my shirts that are on there. So <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Check that out. <laughs> um, yeah, so. Anything you do is the most awesome. Okay, Thank we you. can't deny it. Anything you do is the most awesome. See, look, I've got the CD. You guys need to get the CD. And like she just said, it's for a good cause. You can help to get people all trained up. So make sure you go exactly. you go cop that. You go cop that That's CD. Right. Yes, absolutely. So, um, you know, I, I want to thank Franklin Armory for sponsoring the podcast here. I want to remind everyone uh, to go to HankStrange.com, sign up for our email list. Like we all said, go to Ballistic Inc. Babyface P coming soon. 
on Ballistic Inc. Uh, I'm going to drop the end. Everyone stay right there. I'm going to drop the end right now. Make sure you guys subscribe. <laughs> Ring the bell <laughs> so you can be notified. Thumbs ups, leave comments, and all that kind of stuff. We're going to rip out the audio and throw it up here on iTunes. Um, like you said, what was it? The what was the name of the podcast that you do with Eric again? It's uh, Life and it's Liberty. Li- Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit. Life, Liberty, and the Pursuit. Go check that out as well. Very good podcast. That I, I'll I'll drive up to the farm and, and be on the podcast. Man. Let's Absolutely. do it. Yes. So thanks to everyone for being here. We are out of here. We'll see you guys tomorrow. We are out. Any final words? Yeah. Final words. Last right. words. We're out of jazz here. Jazz hands. Yeah, <laughs> jazz hands. Peace. We're out of here.